Austin 316 says I just whipped your... Call yourself the gorilla, yet you hee-haw out here like a jackass. What? I said shut up. You can kiss my ass. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. What? And that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold set Welcome to the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This week is episode 85, Bionic Redneck, and we are covering the final weeks of May of 2001. I'm Mike Prue, along with JV. As always, JV, how you doing? Doing well, man. We're recording this one a, a little later than usual. Celtic Pride. That's right, man. Up 2-0. Yeah, up 2-0, and... That's the reason why it's a little late is because, you know, you get to check out the Celtics and I'm back to work this week. So schedules get a little fucked up during this week, <laughs> you know, so sorry, guys. We give you a lot of content, so, you know, accept our apology, I think. But uh, so here we are. We're bringing it to you now. It's May of 2001. We'll get to it. It's a great episode. A lot of good shit here. Change of pace, too. So some big things happen and some quality matches. And we'll be getting all into that in just a moment. But if you want to just take a second to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Bottom Line Cast. You can follow me, Mike Prue, at MPRU83. Follow JV at John, with an H, John Van Damage. So check us out there on Twitter. Also, we have a YouTube channel with all our episodes there if you like to watch on YouTube. Or listen on YouTube because there's nothing to watch. <laughs> but you can check us out on YouTube. And also join our Facebook group, Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Also check out our Teespring.com if you want to buy some merchandise. Like a t-shirt, sweatshirt, or my favorite. The thing that I use every single day, every single morning at this point. At 6 in the morning, Fanny Pack. <laughs> A bottom line wrestling fanny pack to hold my phone. It's fucking awesome. I love it. It's great. So check out teespring.com. Bottom line wrestling cast. Just search for it. If you want to put in the hyperlink or the link, teespring.com hyphen bottom dash line hyphen like dash rather. Fucking up hyphens and dashes. But <laughs> fucking bottom. Dash line dash wrestling dash cast. All right. So with that said, we're moving on to what we left off with last week, and that was Judgment Day. So Stone Cold Steve Austin came out the winner against The Undertaker at Judgment Day 2001. And we are moving on now to Raw 417 from May 21st, 2001. And this is live from San Jose, California. We're going to kick right off with Stone Cold Steve Austin in the opening promo. And it's been a while for that, but here he is. He's coming out. So let's take a listen to that, and we'll be right back. Austin not appreciating the, these chants directed toward him. 
You can say all you want to say, but the bottom line is Stone Cold Steve Austin is still the World Wrestling Federation Champion. Again, thanks to Triple H and Mr. McMahon. Take a good look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Stone Cold Steve Austin is still the World Wrestling Federation Champion. And even though... And even though it means that I represent every piece of trash in this arena, it means that there ain't nobody back there in the World Wrestling Federation that can stop Stone Cold Steve Austin. And even though I like to consider myself a fighting champion, a man's man, the best World Wrestling Federation champion in the history of the World Wrestling Federation, I want shut up. I want to serve notice right here, right now. That I whipped the Undertaker's ass last night at Judgment Day, just like I said I was. I get one more asshole chin out of you, I'm fixing to knock your little teeth out. So let me go on record as saying. Man, is he ramped up or what? about a hair away from being Let me go on saying record. Undertaker, you do not, I repeat, you do not get a rematch, and that's all I got to say about you. Well, what does that say for the champion, the fighting champion? Like I said, my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I am the World Wrestling Federation champion. And I'll say this, since my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin, it means that I do not deserve to be treated like trash. And you reap what you sow. No, 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 no. Every single son of a bitch in here is gonna show me the respect that I deserve. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I want everybody just go ahead and stand up and show me the respect that I deserve. Stand up, JR. Stone Cold wants you to stand Get up. Get off your asses. I don't see anybody standing. This is what greatness looks like. This is what the World Wrestling Federation Champion looks like. Where's my damn belt? Do you people understand? Do you understand that there is not a man back there that can stop Stone Cold Steve Austin? There's a big fight. Oh, wait a second. Stone Cold being interrupted here. Obviously. By Y2J Chris Jericho. All right, so as Austin comes out, we get these big boos from the crowd. 
And then Austin, as he's going to like to do for a while going on here, is he's going to remind the crowd that he's the champion. And he's going to raise his belt up for all to see. Just to raise it all around from corner to corner. And he also says, when he gets on the mic, he says that nobody can stop him. And then you get the asshole chant. Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> he says, if I get one more asshole chant, I'm fixing to knock your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the fixing. I'm fixing. Yeah. His own lingo. Stone <laughs> yeah. Cold has like this own unique lingo. <laughs> Little, you know. Little fixing. Yeah. Great shit. Good shit. I wish yeah. I could just mix it into my vocabulary. You know, fixing. I'm fixing the whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when I would use it. Oh. Just starts using it whenever. <laughs> I'm fixing to get a gallon of milk from Cumberland Farms. Yeah. I'm fixing to <laughs> pour some cornflakes right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fixing to watch SmackDown <laughs> from 1996. Right SmackDown wasn't around. <laughs> All right, so Austin goes on to say that The Undertaker is not going to get a rematch. And I like that. It's like, that's over. The Undertaker yeah. storyline is over. And, Later, buddy. Yeah. And he's <laughs> correct. It's done. Go ride your bike. <laughs> so that's going to be something for us to talk about going forward is what happens with The Undertaker after after uh, Judgment Day. And it's not that great. But anyway, Austin says he doesn't deserve to be treated like trash and have everybody boo him because he's the champion, goddammit. So Austin demands that every son of a bitch in the crowd shows him the respect that he deserves. And Austin tells everybody to stand up and get off your ass. Then Austin repeats this. And he says, there isn't a man in the back that can stop him. So he's throwing out, basically throwing out an open challenge at this point. Which will become a common theme in Raw for years and years and years. Is Nobody can beat me. And here it is. He has that here. And this is perfect. It's Jericho's music hits. The countdown music hits, and Jericho makes his entrance. Cool shit. Nice Hell change yeah. of pace. Yeah. You know, nice the, to see a nice, you know, a, a fresh, a fresh main eventer, potential main eventer coming into the mix. Yeah. Right, just a fresh feud. You know, right in that segment, he says, "Undertaker, you're not getting a rematch." And now we got Jericho. Cool shit. So let's take a listen to how this promo kicks off with Jericho and Austin. It's about five minutes, and we'll be right back after that. Austin can't believe it. That is his tirade, his seemingly delirious tirade, has been somewhat cut short by Chris Jericho. I said my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, so what you're saying is your name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, Stone Cold, my name is Chris Jericho. And on behalf of every single Jericho-holic in this arena,
I would like to ask you, no, I would like to beg you, would you please shut the hell up? Jericho has just told us. You know, ever since WrestleMania, the eternal question has been, why? Why'd you do it, Stone Cold? Why'd you sell your soul to Vince McMahon? But after all the theories and all the questions, hell, after two months of speculation, to be honest with you, I really don't give a damn why you did what you did. Besides, I have a little theory of my own. You did it because you're nothing more than an angry, vengeful, 100% bona fide jackass. Man. And besides, I've got to hand it to you. In selling your mind and your soul and your body to Vince McMahon, you've achieved the impossible. You've managed to become an even bigger slut than Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. Jericho just called Stone Cold a slut. I do not believe what we're witnessing here tonight. Jericho is stepping up to the plate. And as far as tonight is concerned, and he's stepping up to the plate against Stone Cold Steve Austin. As far as tonight is concerned, I think it's time that the two-man power trip became two-time losers when Chris Benoit and Y2J beat you for your tag team championship titles. Jericho Benoit earned a judgment day winning tag team turmoil. Because after tonight, Junior, neither you nor Triple H will ever ever be the same again. And Jericho, Jericho coming in to get Austin and the WWE Champion now. Jericho delivering, wait, there's Triple H. Triple H, a man that saved Austin's ass at Judgment Day. But wait, there's Chris Jericho, get one. All right, so we get that great entrance from Jericho and great pop from Jericho's crowd here, the Jericho Hawks. And Jericho says that he's Chris Jericho. A little play on the whole thing that Austin's been doing, where he says, My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. So Jericho's ripping that off, which is great because he knows how to find heat all the time because he always watches what everybody else does because yep. he's a student of the business. So Jericho says, and on behalf of the Jericho Hawks in the arena, I'd like you to please shut the hell up. <laughs> so he's getting his little rock things in now. There's no more rock right now. So you need Jericho to have the one-liners. 
And that's a hell of a one-liner, I think. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Underrated one, too. It doesn't get remembered as much. Dude, he's full of them. Yeah, he right. He comes out with new ones every other year, every year. (laughs) That's crazy. That he's around. Some guys never get a second. He's had like, he's on like his thirty second. Right. That's one thing I would wonder is how many T-shirts did he have with slogans on them? There's a Jericho T-shirt collector. They've got a badass collection of T-shirts because he's always had some good ones. And he's probably already had like four or five prior to this point, going back to WCW with. Yep. With with Nitro. Monday Night Jericho. Yeah. So Jericho goes on to talk about Austin selling his soul to Vince McMahon. He says, why'd you do it, Austin? Why'd you sell your soul to Vince McMahon? Which Austin already talked about before. But JV, you had something to say about that. Oh, so um, Austin's title is basically on the ground. So he grabs the title off the mat and points to it on his shoulder and says, this is why. <laughs> yeah, so this is, you know, this is why I sold my soul to Vince. Right. So that that's a good little point there is that, you know, you don't see that if you're listening, obviously. So that that's a good point point out there is that he points to that fucking title and says, this is why. That's why I sold my soul. And he's, this is what it's all about, Stone Cold. Right. The title. And that's what he's always said. And that's what JR has always said, too. You know, he's all about the title. So Chris Jericho says he doesn't give a damn why Austin did it. And then I'm thinking, why'd you ask him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why'd you ask why he did it? Like, that was a pointless question. And he says, well, you know, the theory <laughs> of why Austin turned is you're, you're nothing more than an angry, vengeful, 100% bona fide jackass. So... <laughs> That's Jericho's thing. He likes to just set somebody up for another slogan, or and I guess that's what it is, right? The hundred hundred percent bona fide jackass. That's one of his lines at yeah. this point. It's more or less the tone he says that in, like the way it's syllabled out. That's true. Yeah, because <laughs> he does that with a lot of other like, yeah, sentences. I guess. No, you're you're exactly yeah. right. I don't want to make one up it, now. Like tempo. <laughs> Speech tempo. <laughs> right. This is the bottom line wrestling cast jackass. Something like that. All right. Anyway, Jericho says Austin has become even a bigger slut than Stephanie McMahon. Now, that was fucking pretty shocking to me when I heard that. Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit, slut. It's a big word. (laughs) So Big four-letter word. (laughs) The JR, what he says after that is he goes, Jericho just called Stone Cold a slut. <laughs> and then Heyman says, Jericho is stepping up to the plate tonight. And I totally agree on that. I was like, shit, he's like going big time right now. And you know, that line is definitely in one of the video games that he's commentating in. Oh, he's stepping up to the plate tonight. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like the WrestleMania video game. <laughs> yeah. Every even though the guy out the ring, even though Heyman wasn't involved in that, but that sounds like the line. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's stepping up the plate tonight. <laughs> like Michael Cole stole that line down the down all the monotone road. and like totally not. <laughs> yeah. Mixing with the rest of the sound. <laughs> <laughs> so Jericho brings up that he and Benoit are going to get their tag team title shot because the night before at Judgment Day, we talked about they won a title shot because they won the tag team turmoil match with all the bunch of tag teams that were involved. 
So they want their shot tonight. So Jericho says, after tonight, Junior, you nor Triple H will ever, I'm not going to do it, <laughs> ever be the same. I'll do this, though. Again. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I don't want to do the ever because my voice would crack and shit. But anyway, Jericho runs into the ring and they go at it. Triple H runs in to help Austin. Then they start to double team Jericho. Chris Benoit uh, starts to run in and he helps out Jericho and they clear the ring. So we got a match set up for tonight. Tag team championship match. The two man power trip versus the number one contenders, Canadian Chris's, Chris Benoit. Chris Jericho. Then we move on to some backstage segments building up to this match. This one kicks off right after this promo. So let's take a listen to that. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin Triple H complaining to Mr. McMahon about this match. Just who the hell does that little son of a bitch think he is jumping my interview time, man? You know how valuable that is? My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin and I ain't putting up with that. Steve, I do not deserve it. Everybody knows your name. He doesn't deserve it. And who the hell does Benoit think he Who the hell do Jericho and Benoit think they are? Jumping us? We do what we want. We want to kick Jericho's ass. We do it. Benoit doesn't run in and try to stop us. Calm down, will you? Calm down. Concentrate you want tonight. me to calm down? After last night? We're not tonight? We're not going to talk about last night. Right. We're going to talk about tonight. Now calm down. Get your heads together collectively. We've got to defend the tag team champ. All right, so Austin is pissed about Jericho taking his promo time, which, that's funny. That makes sense. Austin's finally getting an opening promo. It's been a little while since he's had an opening promo. Then Chris Jericho interrupts him, just like Jericho interrupted The Rock that one time during his debut. So that was reminiscent of that. Like Jericho is now, like Heyman said, stepping up to the plate again. He's going right up there to get involved with the top guy. So they can't believe that Jericho and Benoit jumped them. They're pissed off about it. Vince tells them to calm down. Focus on defending the tag team titles. You gotta defend these titles. And then about 20 minutes later, we get another clip. And Stone Cold is looking around. He can't find his wife. He can't find Deborah, Which might be a good thing. But let's see what happens there. Us British, you see, we're not barbarians like you Americans. That's why we're such a fine culture. You know, we're... We have better manners, we have better... Our children are so well-behaved. Hey, man. Hello. You seen my wife? No, I haven't. No, no, I'm sorry. No. You haven't seen her yet? I've been looking all over the place for her. No, but... Why have you seen her or not? Well, I hope what I'm thinking isn't accurate, but... The Undertaker's in the building. I don't think The Undertaker would have abducted Deborah, do you? No, surely not. Alright, so 10 minutes prior to this clip, we get a brief, a very brief clip where Austin is looking around the locker room and he's asking where Deborah is and he can't find her. So we didn't play that clip because it's nothing worth playing. But he was looking for her. <laughs> And <laughs> 10 minutes later, we have Austin looking again, and he runs into Regal, and he asks, uh, Austin asks Regal if, Lord Regal, as JV has coined him now at this point, if he's seen Deborah. And Regal makes Austin start to think, 
Well, the Undertaker has been seen in the building. He may have abducted her. <laughs> so that always got Austin's mind running wild that the oh, Undertaker yeah. is in the house and has Deborah. And then we move ahead about 20 minutes and we have another audio clip and we'll talk about that in about a minute. So take a listen. Hey! What? Where in the hell have you been? I had to go get some coffee. I'm looking all over the place for you. I'm walking up that up and down the halls. You ain't nowhere to be found. But I had to go get the coffee. Wait, but it, I'm a little worried here. Well, and I had to go all the other side of the building. I don't know why they don't put it beside our door. Well, I, I'll talk to them about that, but you got to put yourself in my shoes. I'm sitting there looking for you. You ain't nowhere to be found. Well, I'm sorry. I was just sitting here drinking my coffee. Well, I ran into the commissioner and I'm always worried about you. I'm concerned about you. You weren't there and he said the undertaker's here. Yeah, and they said, well, maybe the Undertaker and crazy son of a bitch has abducted Deborah. I'm, just, I'm glad to see that everything's okay. Right. Ah! Hey, woman, you scared? Well, you damn sure should be. Hey, Steve. It ain't over, son. It ain't over between me and you. It ain't over till I say it's over. You see, you made this thing personal. It ain't about the WWF anymore, all right? This thing's personal. You know what I'm telling you? It's like I told you before. You mess with my family, and I'm gonna hurt you. Last night I hurt you. I beat your ass, and deep down inside you know it. But listen to what I'm telling you now. If you ever decide to bring my family into this again, I'm gonna show you what it's like to step on somebody's family. You got a problem with that? That's what I thought. You see what I'm talking about? Him busting in on you like this? You know what? You know why I didn't whip his ass? Because you were right there, and I ain't gonna put my wife in jeopardy. That's why I didn't whip his ass. But you know what? Come to think about it, I just couldn't whip his ass because you were here, and it's never would have happened had you been here. Just calm down. I'm right, concerned about down. you. I damn near beat that man's ass. I don't even want to put you in jeopardy. All right. So in this clip, Austin is going to find Deborah. But he's also going to find the big daddy dead man. So Deborah is just sitting in the locker room. She's just drinking coffee. Then Austin walks in like, where the hell you been? And Austin's worried because of what Regal said. And the funniest thing happens here. While Austin is talking to Deborah, Undertaker just runs in out of nowhere. It's like, hey, woman, you scared? <laughs> yeah, you damn sure should be. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then after he says that, he just looks at Steve Austin and goes, hey, Steve. <laughs> I just thought it was funny, like hilarious, because it's like this intense scene. Austin's yelling at his wife, like, where are you? Where you been? I'm worried about you. The Undertaker's around. Then the Undertaker just barges in. Hey, woman, you should be afraid. You should be scared. <laughs> <laughs> calls her woman. Hey, hey, woman. You probably forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs> so Taker then goes on from there to tell Austin 
it's not over until he says it's over. And then Taker warns him to get his family. He doesn't want his family involved anymore. You know, don't get my family involved in here. Or he'll mess Austin's family up. And Taker leaves. So Austin tells Deborah he didn't whoop his ass because, you know, he didn't want to put her in harm's way. So Austin's trying to cover his ass like, oh, yeah, I didn't fight him right now. I didn't. I didn't do anything because I didn't want to get you involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his bag of excuses from right. bitched out. Yeah. So I thought that was a funny skit to me. And it's also something to make me think of something going forward that we'll get to. But I just want to allude to it here is the whole don't mess with my family thing still going on where Undertaker is afraid of, you know, you better not mess with my family. And that's going to be a big storyline for The Undertaker going forward. But they're setting it up right now as if Austin's involved in this angle of somebody messing with his family. I.e. his wife. But we'll get into that more down the road. Alright, from there we move on to another audio clip. And this kicks off at 1 hour and 5 minutes. And the Power Trip is going to discuss their match coming up against the two Chris's. So take a listen to that, and we'll be right back. This match with uh, Jericho and Benoit tonight. Do you remember one thing? See what that says right there? Yes. That says team. Yeah. The word team. Remember that when we go out there tonight. Now, uh, I know last night we had a little mishap. I noticed you still have both of your titles, and I don't have the Intercontinental title because of you. Because of your mistake. Now, you still have your WWF championship. Because of me. Because I don't make mistakes. Remember that tonight. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think I deserve to be talked to like that. Especially right before an important match like this. You don't deserve it? No. Then prove it. Alright, so... At the top of this segment, we see Triple H being like the rah-rah team leader here. <laughs> Triple H shows Austin his tag title, and he points out the word. Now, this is a tag title. Remember, that's what we have here tonight. We're a tag team. So, he's making a point to Austin that this is what we are. Now, you still have your WWF championship, but you only have that because of me. You know, and that's because I don't make mistakes. And remember that. So Austin responds, my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't deserve to be talked to like that, <laughs> especially before an important match like this. I love how self-aware Stone Cold is. <laughs> <laughs> but even at this point, you can see, like, they might be going the route of Triple H being babyface because he saved Austin yeah. of being the champion. Triple H lost his IC title because of Stone Cold not helping him. And he's still being like the team player. Like, I helped you. And Austin's like, hey, fuck you. I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm the champion. So it's obvious that they were going babyface baby route with Triple H right here. It seems apparent. But we'll get into it more, of course, as things proceed here. Triple H tells Austin to prove he doesn't deserve to be talked like this. And then we get to the tag team championship match. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H versus Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho, as I have coined the Canadian Chris's. <laughs> and this match kicks off at 1 hour 27 minutes, and it's going to go the duration of the show, which is longer show than normal. Goes until 1 hour 42 minutes. So a lot of overrun time for this episode. So let's get right into it. Uh, we'll kick off with some of the match highlights. And Austin's going to start off with Jericho. They get into the ring together. Austin stomps away on Jericho in the corner. Austin and Jericho run the ropes. Jericho nails Austin with a crossbody. Then Jericho goes for a cover. And Earl Hebner slides <laughs> out. <That> man. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Earl Hebner. He slides and almost falls out of the ring. Like, he, he's doing, like, a super slide. Like, he, like he's on a slipping slide, like, in summertime. He's just floom, f- flying out of the ring. It was just hilarious. And it's not the first time he's going to do this. He's going to do it again. It's funny, but check it out. It's a one hour, 28 minutes, 30 second mark. He just almost falls right out of the ring. But he's just so animated. And I guess he's working his ass off. And I guess you got to say, good job, Earl. But when you're falling out of the ring, that's not that funny. <laughs> it's not that good. So anyway, Austin and Benoit, they start to exchange some knife edge chops. And this is the first time that I noticed the WWF audience doing woo, woo, doing that chant during the knife edge chops. <laughs> I haven't heard it before. Neither have I. I was thinking that too when I watched this. But I think we, ha- I, I feel like we covered this, re- not recently, but you know, within the past like 10, 15 episodes, I thought we heard this during a Kurt Angle match. Maybe. You could be right. Could be wrong. Yeah, but be, we You may this, be wrong, but you could be right, like Billy Joel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's so sparse that it's like, oh shit, is this the first time? Yeah. So it it's not a common thing at this point, basically. Right. Is to hear these woo chants. And I was thinking, well, WCW's out of business. So hey, maybe they're just hey. Oh, maybe in the past any knife edge chops were just they yeah. Uh, Cut the audio on it. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, you have those knife edge chops. Benoit gets the crippled crossface on Austin. It happened so early, but hey, they know how to work here. Jericho does his slingshot drop kick from the second rope to knock Triple H off of the ring apron to prevent from breaking up the crossface. That was a cool spot. So you have the crossface on, Triple H trying to get in there. Jericho fucking breaks it up. Nice spot there. Moments later, Triple H is going to save Austin's ass by hitting Benoit with the steel chair. And Earl is yelling at Jericho to get back in his corner, of course, so he doesn't see anything. Austin goes to cover Benoit. Earl turns around. He makes the count. Benoit kicks out. And Austin can't believe it. He's out of his mind. Benoit takes a beatdown moments later from both Austin and Triple H. And he gets isolated for a good amount of time. About four to five minutes is what I calculated in my mind as I was watching it and Triple H begins to stretch Benoit so they're working on his ribs the ribs is becoming an issue that they and going forward too they'll they'll be working on his ribs so Triple H is stretching Benoit and he's holding Austin's hand for extra leverage on the ropes like a classic tag team a heel tag team would do yep. but Earl gets his classic spot in and he's gonna give a nice little kick <laughs> <laughs> and break up the leverage at the one hour thirty five minute mark. 
the punt before it was the punt. Yeah. <laughs> so from there, Benoit crawls for a tag. Triple H grabs Benoit's foot. Benoit stands and counters and hits an insecurity kick. So that was a great spot. So as Benoit's yes. crawling, and Triple H grabs it. Benoit gets up. Boom! Insecurity kick. Benoit finally is able to tag Jericho in. But guess what? Earl Hebner just decides to run off and yell at Austin. <laughs> so he doesn't see the tag. My thought is, even in kayfabe, even when it's just supposed to be planned this way, he still looks like an asshole. Yeah, he's set up to be hated. <laughs> right. And I don't understand why he gets so much love. Everybody looks at him as this great ref. And if yeah. you just watch his matches, he's the heel ref. Yeah, yeah, you're ref. You suck at your job. Bad character. So Like a character on a TV show that people should hate. So I guess I, I might have to give reconsideration because he may not suck. He's just positioned to be the heel ref, but nobody got it. Yeah. <laughs> Until rewatching. I don't know. I hate him and I love him, I guess. Now that I have an autographed picture <laughs> from Alex Dario, <laughs> I like him a little bit more. <laughs> And I like that he's been a part of our podcast for all these episodes. So. You know what you need? You need a uh, you need a T-shirt that was sold out of his car, signed. <laughs> I want to get like a T-shirt that has the ref stripes and a little just an image of his face on, with a like a pocket would be. Or to talk to Teespring. There you go. Yeah, we got a shop there now. There we go. Us. Yep, <laughs> we're making them so much money. He'll the. The thing is, the thing that's fucked up about that is he got fired from WWE for making shirts. He'll sue us for making a shirt of him. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what a happened. fucking hypocrite. <laughs> All right. So continue on in the match. We have Jericho is yelling, and he he's getting yelled at to get back to his corner by Earl. So Austin's beating on Benoit outside of the ring. As Austin tosses Benoit back into the ring, Earl slides out of the ring. This this was the funniest part, actually, is when Earl <laughs> slides out of the ring, but he slams into Benoit as Benoit is trying to get back in the ring. So Earl's like, as I said before, he's fucking slipping and sliding, and he's trying to get on the camera, do all his things, like he's sliding to third base, you know, making this big third base steal. And in this case, he tries it again, but he fucking knocks out the competitor, he he goes right into Benoit, and then as he's landing, one foot hits the mat, but then he's like so discombobulated that he fucking falls. So now he's down on the mat, and he can't get the hell up. So my thinking is, and I've said this before, there's something wrong with him in a way. He he has no spatial awareness. He bumps into people so oftenly. He just can't get out of the way often. And this is not a spot that has anything to do with storyline. He just fucked up and slid into Chris Benoit, then fell on the outside and had to get back up. That happens, I guess, in work. Everybody fucks up at work. But you're on TV, and I'm going to make fun of it. So that's part of the podcast. (laughs) So he just has no spatial awareness. So, in the ring at the same time, though, we're getting close to the finish here. Triple H hits the pedigree on Benoit 
while Earl is outside of the ring fucking trying to get up because he was sliding out like he was Ricky Henderson. So, he's not where he's supposed to be. Triple H covers Benoit. And Triple H realizes that he's not where he's supposed to be. So he gets up. Jericho dropkicks Triple H from the top rope. Both guys are now down. And Jericho and Austin are in their corners. They're waiting for a tag. That's one thing that always annoys me. Is why, when all this shit show is going on, you have that referee out of the ring. And all of a sudden, Jericho and Austin are going to follow the rules. They're going to stand in their corners and hand stick their hands out. Like, tag me in, tag me in. Referee fucking slid outside of the ring and fucked up. What are you doing out there? Like, just crap. But that leads to the finish. Austin and Jericho are tagged in. And that's why they got back to those spots. Because they had that predetermined finish that was set up. So even though things were a shit show because Earl slid out of the ring. They had to get back to their finish spot. To get tagged in. So the tags happen. Jericho's well rested and fresh. And he's bouncing around the ring. He's nailing Austin with the flying clothesline. Jericho fights off Triple H who just ran in. Austin attempts the Luthez press. But Jericho counters by grabbing Austin. Slamming him down. And locking in the walls of Jericho. That was fucking awesome. Because. We've said it. In the past few episodes. He doesn't hit the Luthez press. Austin doesn't hit the Luthez press often. Anymore. And he does it here to Jericho. And Jericho is able to counter it. And turn it into the walls of Jericho. Fucking great. And that happens at 1 hour and 38 minutes into the match. Now this thing coming up right here. Is going to change. Everything for 2001. Triple H runs in. While Chris Jericho has the walls of Jericho on. And he's going to go for a clothesline of Jericho. Knock Jericho out of the ring. To break the hold. And at that point. This is where Triple H tears his quadricep. This is going to lead to the end of this whole angle. That we've been talking about. Over the past month on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. The whole two man power trip. It's done. It's going to be over. This has to be a writer's nightmare. Right. Nightmare for the writer's room. Right. And this is is Raw. So you got an episode tomorrow. You got SmackDown. Although it's going to be on Thursday. You got to write for it tonight. Leading into tomorrow. So this changes everything. This changes the whole two-man power trip. As we talked about. Just moments ago, as I talked about, is that it looked like Triple H is being set up to become babyface in a feud against Stone Cold. I don't know if that was right. I think Stone Cold could have gone back to babyface and made Triple H a big heel again. Either way, it doesn't matter. Everything's fucked up. We're not getting what they were planning to. It looked like, at this point, it was going to be Triple H, Stone Cold at SummerSlam, probably. Possibly. Who knows what happens because we get... That makes sense, though. Right, that's two big names. Away. Yeah, that makes, that makes 100% sense. So that's all going to have to change. Uh, the only thing that we would like, because of what we've talked about in the past, that this is going to help bump up somebody else on the heel ladder to get boosted up, and that's our boy yeah. Kurt Angle. Yes. So, so there's that. But, yeah, so this sucks with Triple H, and he's not going to come back until January 7, 2002, where he comes back as a huge baby face. I remember watching that episode 
that is one thing that I do remember watching, and I did like Triple H. I know it's like something that you don't want to say today is that you like Triple H, but in 2002 when he came back, I was like, oh, this guy too. looks like a badass. He's fucking awesome. I, I remember this too. He's super jacked and I liked him. And there was so nothing else going that, that on. Period. Really? Yeah, right. It was kind of, it was a big lull. Right. Big lull. Just a eh, yeah, we're going to cover it so you'll see. Right. We'll get to it because Snow yeah. Cold's still around at that point, but it's a great There's return. other shit going on that's not so all right, so Triple H, he continues on in the match. He can barely walk. Uh, he clears the announce booth with a fucking broken, a ripped, torn quadricep. And he clears off that table. He gets on the announce table. He has Jericho ready for a pedigree. Jericho reverses it and puts the walls of Jericho on. So even that, like, if he were to do the pedigree, that's not supposed to be the spot because it's all... You know, they had it figured out what they were supposed to do, and Triple H was going to be a gamer here. You know, not to, not a pun. I guess it's a pun, but that's not what I meant. But he's fucking working hard to do his job and continue on with the story. And he goes to take the walls. You know, he probably would have felt better if he did the pedigree, but he gets put in the walls. And is anybody? That has been a fan of wrestling, as all of you yep. guys are, and all of you girls out there, if there's, if there's like three of you, <laughs> you all out there know that if you've been put into a Boston Crab or something like the Walls of Jericho, it hurts. Yes, it does. It hurts because nobody that puts it on knows how to work. <laughs> so Yeah, so they do it wrong. <laughs> right. They do it real. Right. They do it okay, real. I'm going to sit on your back and fucking pull. <laughs> Try to sit on your shoulders with your legs under your fucking <laughs> right. arm your armpits so even my poor brother obviously Jericho took care of him but still to have any pressure any I mean just look yeah. just go back and look at it if he has a torn quadricep his leg shouldn't be moving anywhere nope so he's in fucking in a hospital bed right exactly <laughs> he's in excruciating pain and that is fucking balls to the wall like Bravado right there for Triple H to be able to do that. And, I mean, I'll get more into that in a second, but Earl's trying to stop Jericho. Inside the ring, you have Benoit hit Austin with the flying headbutt. Jer- uh, JR is yelling to Earl, you know, get in the ring, make the count. Benoit gets up and yells at Earl, too. Get in here. It's like, yeah, no shit, Earl. Get the fuck back in the ring. But, Earl is probably doing the right job at this point as an official is checking on Triple H. Because that's what he should be doing. Benoit turns. Austin is up. And Austin kneels Benoit with a stunner. Earl goes for the count. Jericho pulls Earl out of the ring. Generally, that would be a DQ, but give it a pass here because it's an intense match. Jericho goes for a lion salt. Austin gets his knees up to prevent it. Jericho counters Austin's stunner, then hits the lion salt. Jericho goes for the cover. Then Triple H fucking gets back into the ring. It's like a zombie. (laughs) Still doesn't miss his spot. (laughs) Right, he knows his spot. He's like, I guess it's going to be adrenaline, you know, and he's in front of so many, in front of like 18,000 people. He's like, I can't fucking just not finish this. 
So mm-hmm. he fucking does it. He gets back in the ring. He has his sledgehammer in hand, too. He goes to hit Jericho. Jericho rolls out of the way as he's covering Austin for the count. Just in time for Triple H to nail Austin in the chest with the sledgehammer. Benoit tackles Triple H out of the ring. And that's when Triple H finally gets a rest. Earl crawls in. He makes the three count. New tag team champions. Chris Benoit. Chris Jericho. That's, as JR says, the biggest match of their their career. Biggest match of their lives. This is fucking awesome because it's two wrestlers that are awesome. It's amazing. It's a fucking damn good like, match. Like awesome, 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 awesome workers. You know, guys that, you know, at this time you're thinking might not be good enough for the main event. Or I want to say good enough because they're definitely good enough, but big enough. Like, did they meet that stereotype? You right, know? the height, you mean? The height, mostly, yeah. Yeah, because they're on the six feet, both of them. Yep. But they're fucking great workers. They're, they're amazing just- workers. Two of the best workers of all time. And if WWF, WWE, makes themselves as this sports entertainment television production company, it doesn't matter what the height of somebody is, because you can no. work around that with cameras. Hey. Whoever thought Al Pacino was like 5'7"? Nobody. Right. Nobody. Because on screen, he looks like he's a fucking kick your ass. And you, and you can mean? even play the, the, you know, the undersized card. I mean, David and Goliath. Everyone loves David, you know? Absolutely. Right. So maybe they're changing their mind at this point when they realize this is the talent that they have. It's quality talent. It's great to see. So I thought it was a hell of a main event, man. I thought it was worth ranking. We usually rank pay-per-view only, but this was fucking great. And I think much of what we have to come is great. I gave it three and a half skulls. Um, I got to agree with you. Three and a half flaming skulls for me. All right. Smoking? Smoking or flaming? Smoking. Oh, Why do I keep wait. calling flaming? Well, flaming's better than smoking, I guess, right? Because the flame yeah. is when it's the hottest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, the strongest three and a half you can give it. We're gonna give it flaming. It's fucking hell. You know, we're eighty five episodes in. We still don't have our fucking. We're always, you know, well, it's, it's all, a work in progress. Our skull rankings. It's all bullshit anyway. You know. Yeah, it's tier. Well, let's let's set a precedent. Flaming is the highest tier, and you got your tier two smoking, and then you just got your regular skulls. It would be great if we had a like a hardcore listener out there that would just go back and write down everything we ranked and what it was. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> and a graphics guy to make like a cool graphic. <laughs> or just a chart. Oh, this was yeah. smoking. This was flaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, for me, Triple H, he gained some bonus points there, earned some some of my respect. And it, like I said, it reminded me of when I did check in early 2002. I was like, ah, oh, Triple H is fucking cool now. And it looks like this is the setup for it. You know, unfortunately, it's the setup for it. Because who knows? Time off is always a good thing for a wrestler. So if he were to just continue on, become babyface against Austin up up to SummerSlam, let's say. Who knows what the fans would have thought? They may be like, ah, whatever. We're done with you. But since he was gone... From this point until January, right before Royal Rumble, that just 
that's just a whole different dynamic. You know, the fans love them even more because it's been so long. So, uh, it's just, it's a good and bad for Triple H. It sucks that he had to go through that, but this probably helped his career more than anything. Was to just miss out on all this, get out of this two-man power trip, even though it could have been cool to go with Austin and SummerSlam, but he missed out on the invasion angle. He didn't have to get involved in any of that bullshit. The whole WCW crap that's about to come. He skipped all that, and he started fresh in the new year. So, it worked out for him, and that's how he became his own big star. And from there, we move on now to SmackDown 91. May 24th, 2001, JV, lead this for us here. What happened on SmackDown? Yeah. So let's get into SmackDown 91, May 24th, 2001, in good old Anaheim, California. Nothing good to say about them. I don't really know what goes on in Anaheim. Mighty um, Ducks. (laughs) Yeah, Mighty Ducks, the Angels at one time. Probably a lot of really shitty traffic, too, since it's only, I think it's only like probably like an hour or so from LA. But all right, so this SmackDown opens up with Mr. McMahon, um, deafening booze from McMahon as he starts off this uh, this promo, I guess you'd call it that, with another one of his famous guarantees of a historic night tonight. McMahon says it was a miracle that Benoit and Jericho won the titles and defeated Stone Cold and Triple H. So obviously Vince McMahon, being healed McMahon, is not giving Benoit and Jericho any credit for their recent victory. And McMahon announces that because of the intensity of the match, Triple H suffered a severe injury. His his quadricep was basically sliced in two. Triple H is going to be out of action for some four to six months. The crowd obviously loves this. They're hot. Um, Who knows? And, you know, the internet really wasn't around then, so they might just think this is a work and not really in tune with how severe the industry is. That's a good point. Yeah, natural. Excuse me. Beer burp. Naturally, they're nasty um, and happy when Vince announces that. So Vince obviously addresses the crowd. How bloodthirsty are you people? So Vince says he's not a vindictive man, but Jericho and Benoit's reign will be abbreviated as they will be defending their titles in a table, ladders, and chairs match. The crowd loses it. They love it. This is this is big for them. You're going to see a TLC match live. You know, Any live crowd's going to love that. So for the first time ever on broadcast television, a TLC tag team championship match. They're in a TLC championship match, first time in history on broadcast television. And we're going to have the Dudley boys, Edge and Christian, the Hardy boys, and Benoit and Jericho, you champions. Um, This is also the first time there are four teams in, you know, one TLC match. So a lot going on here. Anaheim's loving this. Um, but Vince McMahon leaves the crowd with a thought that Benoit and Jericho are fresh out of miracles. Mark this, which I think is a play at, correct me if I'm wrong, like Angels in the Outfield. I don't know. Is it? Mark this. I don't know. Because there's miracles in Angels in the Outfield. I don't (laughs) fucking know. It could be. I don't know. Maybe I totally overthought that. But but Mark this one. I was going to mention Angels in the Outfield earlier. When we first mentioned Anaheim, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot if it was yeah, they had to be Anaheim. Yeah, it was like, Anaheim. Yeah. yeah, same shit. I think Los Angeles and Anaheim are kind of like interchanged. 
because they're so close. But anyhow, um, so mark this one. This is another uh, another one for the history books here that we're covering on the bottom line cast. Another big moment. So Anaheim, California was your first TLC tag team championship match on broadcast television. And the first time there are four teams in a TLC match. Yeah, well, another thing too, because I don't know if we'll get to it, but mm-hmm. this TLC championship match is the first time that that Edge and Christian lose. Yeah, these, I remember you saying that. You're right. All these TLC and the triangle matches, they won all three of these prior. This is the first one on Raw. They won't come out the winners. Benoit and Jericho will retain here. A hell of a match. We're not really going to cover it, so that's why I want to just bring it up now. Nice. Thanks for that. Um, all right, so now we move on to a little bit later in the show, about 40 minutes in. Um, we got a promo. From Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, so we're going to lay out for that, and we'll be right back to cover this uh, this promo. I came out here to talk about a few problems I got going on in my life. I have your attention just for one second. I can start. First off, I need you to shut your up. I got a sore throat and I can't talk very loud. No sympathy from this crowd. Here's the thing, I got a sore throat. I'm not asking you to shut your up. I'm telling you to shut your up. Last Monday night, Last Monday night in a freak accident, a fluke. Don't you dare get too close to me. Stone Cold Steve Austin was laying flat on his back, looking up at the lights while a referee counted one, two, three. That meant the end of an era. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H ain't the World Tag Team Champions no more. One of the biggest problems I got with that is that Stone Cold Steve Austin got beat by Chris Jericho. Hey, my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin and I don't deserve to be beaten by Chris Jericho. That man doesn't belong in the same arena with me, much less the same building. The reason that I'm no longer part of the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions is because of one man. No respect for the champion? Come on. If you continue to call me I will turn around and walk right out of here. Well, that's it. I guess he's leaving. No, 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 I think I changed my mind. (laughs) 
Like I was saying, the reason that I'm no longer the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions is because of Triple H. The man that calls himself the game. The man that says he is that damn good. The man that looked me right in my eyes and said, Stone Cold, I do not make mistakes. The reason we lost is because Triple H is extremely selfish. I was right there in the middle of the ring. Chris Jericho had me tangled up in a lion tamer. Right, right when I was about to counter move the lion tamer and hit him with a stunner, Triple H comes in and interferes. That was one act of selfishness. Then, right after Jericho hit me with the lion salt, I was about to kick out. And the man that makes no mistakes comes in here and BAM! Hit Stone Cold Steve Austin right in the belly with a sledgehammer. Hey, I'll admit I am one tough son of a buck. But even, St and I'm tougher than anybody in this damn building. Even Stone Cold Steve Austin couldn't survive the sledgehammer. So Triple H, with your little leg injury, I think you deserve exactly what you had coming. If your little tendon sheared off, your little ligament popped off your leg, I really don't give a rat's about you. I care about me because my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I am the World Wrestling Federation Champion. All right, hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, so we got hat wearing Stone Cold Steve Austin for this one, um, which is always, you know, for some reason, it's always funny to me to see Stone Cold's hat on. It seems like he should be like, like he just got off a truck or something, which may, maybe he did. Um, yeah, with that. So, yeah, yeah. Austin says he wants to talk about some problems he has going on in his life. Austin says he wants the crowd to shut their asses up because he has a soft throat and can't talk very loud, which is awesome. Looking for sympathy, but also, you know, trying to control you. Gotta love it. Um, here's the thing, he says. I got a sore throat. I'm not asking you to shut your ass up. I'm telling you to shut your ass up. So, again, yeah. great heat here from the crowd. This is like, you know. Right, so he initially told them to shut their asses up, and then he had to further move the point on and say, yeah, I got a sore throat. Shut your ass up. Like, yeah. Just it's like when you tell someone, <laughs> yeah, you're going to do something. You're like, it's not a guarantee. That's a promise. It's like that. <laughs> Same type of like reinforcement. Uh, so Austin says Monday night was a fluke. Obviously, he's still pissed off that um, you know he's no longer a tag team champion, and tells the cameraman, "Don't you dare get that close to me." So he's amped up. You could feel a, yeah, the anger emanating off him, and he's making sure the cameraman knows that too. Like you know, back the fuck up, buddy. Um, I got pinned one, two, three, and that was an end of an era. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H ain't the world tag team champions no more. The big problem I have with it is that Stone Cold Steve Austin got beat by Chris Jericho. All right, so it looks like Stone Cold's kind of picked, um, you know, of the tag team, which one he's going to uh, address directly, and that being the man's Chris Jericho, who actually, you know, 
Um, which is funny. Which is funny though, because you know we'll get to it later. But he he's pointing out Jericho as being the guy he wants, and that's not what he's gonna get. Right. Um. So Stone Cold says, "Hey, my name is Stone Cold Steve Steve Austin, and I don't deserve to be beat by Chris Jericho. That man doesn't belong in the same arena as me." So Stone Cold doing everything to discredit Jericho as much as he can, and you know playing that fluke. Um, so the crowd heat is super hot here. I mean, Jericho's kind of as much as you know. We like to this confusion as how big of a heel Stone Cold was, like how far he got over as a heel. He definitely got over big as a heel, but you know, guys like Jericho and Benoit really get over his faces. So it's it's really like a perfect mix, which is why the revisionist history of the WF has always been weird to me here. But anyhow, uh, the crowd starts chanting "asshole" at Stone Cold Steve Austin. He says it will walk out if they keep it up. So he's ready to just fucking bolt out the building. He's tired of hearing this bullshit. It continues. So Austin grabs his belt and rolls out of the ring. And as he's walking out, he says, no, 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 no. I think I changed my mind. Austin says Triple H is the reason they are no longer the tag team champions. That man calls himself the game. The man that says he's that damn good. The man that looked me in the eyes and said, Stone Cold. I don't make mistakes. The reason we lost is because Triple H is extremely selfish. So no accountability here from Austin, even though he took the pin. Putting the blame on Triple H, um, which kind of has a point here. I mean, the guy did get hurt. Kind of the reason they fucking lost. (laughs) (laughs) Austin explains the finish, but calls the walls of Jericho the lion tamer, which um, you pointed out in our discussion. Basically shows that Austin was... Watching him in WCW. So it's right. what was going on. Yeah. Um, That's funny. It's like, hey, it's a lion there. Nobody's called it that. <laughs> it's, it's the Waltz of Jericho. Yeah. Um, He's watching the so, Monday Night Wars. Yeah, right? Hey, pay attention to those ratings. What's going on over there? Hey, maybe that's why he likes Jericho. Maybe it was his pick, one of his handpicked guys. Um, so anyhow, Austin says, makes, you know, the, the man who makes no mistakes, Triple H, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin with the sledgehammer. Austin admits, though, he does he does give you know his former tag team partner a little bit of credit here. He is one tough son of a buck, uh, keeping it PG there, uh, and tougher than anyone in this stand building. Building, but even Stone Cold Steve Austin couldn't survive the sledgehammer. Um, so Triple H with your little here we go with one of his uh, his lingo. So Triple H with your little leg injury. I think he deserved exactly what you had coming. Little tendon, little ligament. Uh, I really don't have a rat's ass. I really don't give a rat's ass about you. I care about me because my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you good know, pretty good there from Stone Cold. You know, kind of tying everything together here. Yeah, and, um, and he's putting the blame on Triple H for losing the titles. They know Triple H got injured, weak son of a bitch. You know, I couldn't survive the sledgehammer, so that's why I got pinned, but it's all Triple H's fault. So yep. you get that set up there. Doing his job well as a heel here, in my opinion. Oh yeah. So all these fucking we, we've said it. We people got that the change history and kick rocks. He was a great heel. Yeah. And he's a great heel here. So we're gonna take another break here and lay out for another audio clip. Um to be part two of this promo and Stone Cold Stone Cold's gonna kinda, you know, turn his attention um to Undertaker. So we'll lay out for that and we'll Okay, okay, okay. The other problem I got, the other problem I got is with security. The Undertaker 
comes in my dressing room and I'd already whipped his at Judgment Day. I done did exactly what I said I was gonna do. Bam, defeated him, one, two, three, and he barges in my dressing room and he looks me in the eye and says, it ain't over till I say it's over. Yeah, right, Austin claimed he was gonna kick The Undertaker's butt <clears throat> money on Raw. It's over because Stone Cold Steve Austin says it's over. But Austin backed down from The Undertaker and then he put the blame on his wife, Deborah. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. You do not threaten Stone Cold Steve Austin. You do not threaten Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's something you just don't do. Now, now that I feel like I've cleansed myself and I got that out of my system, we can go on talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin, your World Wrestling Federation champion. This belt is mine. This belt is mine. I am a fighting champion. I am a man's man. I am a champion of champions. And I will put this belt on the line. Listen to me. Listen to me because this is extremely important. I will put this belt on the line to anybody. Anybody back there in the dressing room. But I just won't do it tonight in this piece of crap town. He's got a sore throat, Cole, so, you know. No, no, no. I won't do it in this piece of crap town because you don't deserve to see Stone Cold Steve Austin in action, and that's all I got to say about that. You know, Taz, the bottom line with Stone Cold is he doesn't give a damn about anybody but himself. He doesn't care about anything but that WWF title. He just threw his, his so-called partner, Triple H, under the bus, blaming Triple H for calling into the tag team title. He did, Cole. Triple H thinks you up. That's it. It's that simple. And Austin ain't got to care about anybody because he is the WWF champion, and that's why he's the champion. Don't call Steve Austin is intense. Don't call Steve Austin is unstable. All right, so Austin's turning his attention here to The Undertaker and security. Um, I did exactly what I said I was going to do. Bam, defeated him. One, two, three. He barges into the locker room and says, it isn't over until I say it's over. <laughs> you know, pretty good. Stone. He did a better impersonation of impression of Undertaker than I did there. Um, eh, eh. It's over because Stone Cold Steve Austin says it's over. Um, so basically telling uh, Taker, kick rocks. Like, I'm done with you, buddy. Again, reinforcing that he's on to uh, Greener Pastures, I guess. <laughs> I, thought, um, I thought Austin was sweating fucking balls here. <laughs> but, yeah. But I guess he is. Yeah. But I guess they're in Cali, like you said. <laughs> you know, they're in Anaheim, but he's fucking sweating like a motherfucker. <laughs> um. So Austin reminds everyone in the crowd again that the belt is his. The belt is mine. The belt is mine. Um, again, the focus on uh, you know what matters most to him in his life, and it's definitely the fucking WWF World Heavyweight Championship. So he reminds the, but he does remind the audience again. He is a fighting champion. He's a man's man. He's a champion of champion, and he will put the championship on the line to anybody in the back in the dressing room but he won't do it tonight in this piece of crap town. 
because you don't deserve to see Stone Cold Steve Austin in action. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, so he starts to pace the ring with the belt raised, throws his hat on the ground, talks shit to the crowd, and exits the ring. So he basically gives the big fucking middle finger to Anaheim, gets them all worked up, gets them hating him, and they don't get to see him in action tonight. That's awesome. That's that's fucking the biggest hill shit to do. Is yes. be like, screw this town. I'm not having any match. I don't care if you like me or not. There's no match coming from me tonight. Yeah. Get the that's fuck awesome. out. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, from here, now we move on to Raw 418 on May 28th, 2001. And we're in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So we're, we've left the country. We're going from Anaheim, and now we're up in uh, Canada. And um, I'll let Prue take it from here. All right. Thanks, JV. So, yes, this is Raw 418 from May 28th, 2001. And it is live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And we're going to kick off with, of course, who else to come out first in Calgary, Alberta, Canada than Vince McMahon, the most hated man in Calgary, Alberta, Canada at this point, just four years after the screw job. So Vince McMahon heads out there. And as Vince walks into the ring, there's a fan. <laughs> this was the thing that made me pop right at the beginning of the show. It's like, ah, I gotta fucking say this. There's a fan dressed up as China. I don't know if it's a male or female. I guess it doesn't matter. But you couldn't tell anyway. But this China impersonator was holding was holding up a sign, and it said, "China's long lost sister, Taiwan." <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't That's spelled hard. like Taiwan the way the country spelled T A I W A N. It was spelled some other weird way that I didn't bother to go back and look. I tried to spell it when I was typing my notes and it wasn't accepting it. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was supposed to be like a play on China not being spelled like China. So the I is or the Y or whatever. But well, it was Taiwan instead of China. I thought that was fucking pretty funny that somebody in the front row would fucking just dress up as China and be Taiwan. And I think WCW used that as a gimmick. <laughs> like, not too long ago. Yeah, Asia. Asia was the character. And it was supposed to be like a China character. So, that's pretty cool. So, Vince is heading to the ring. He gets big time heat from the Calgary crowd, of course. And Paul Heyman on commentary says that you know, maybe Vince will announce his candidacy for mayor. <laughs> and then JR, he jumps in and says, oh, maybe he'll run for a prime minister. It's like, JR, Paul already came up with a joke. You can't jump on the joke and say the prime minister. He already hit the mayor. <laughs> the mayor of Calgary. So, bad spot, JR. So I'm trying to be funny than Paulie. I, I think they had some, like... You never can be funnier than Paul. <laughs> no, you never. But I think he has that tension where he needs to try to compete with Paulie. <laughs> like, that's funny, though. I, I love that chemistry. It is pretty funny. So, anyway, Vince talks shit about the Canadians, of course. He does that for a while. And then I see another sign in the audience. Just a generic sign. Just made me laugh. I don't know if you saw it, JV, but there's just a sign that's being held up. that says, I enjoy wrestling. I enjoy wrestling. Great sign. <laughs> I'm going to make that a tweet. So I vanilla. En- I enjoy yeah. wrestling. 
in your Twitter handle. <laughs> know what happens though today? If you put I enjoy wrestling, you have a bunch of people saying, What the fuck do you mean wrestling? Fuck you. You know, what do you mean yeah. you enjoy it? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like real wrestling? Like Roman Greco? <laughs> All right, so from there, Chris Jericho is back, kicking off the show, and his entrance music hits, and then we get a promo from Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho comes out there. His mic isn't working, which is a nice touch. I don't know if it was supposed to be that or not. Probably not. Maybe been a mistake. It seemed like it was. Why would you do that? So it seems like a mistake, and it worked out because it was pretty funny. So he goes back, he gets another one. He goes behind the curtain, gets another one. And Vince seems like an ad lib. He says, The man had a Canadian microphone. That's why it won't work. <laughs> so Jericho's annoyed. He tells Vince McMahon, You can't afford mics that work. Then Jericho just tosses it into the crowd. Now, it seems legit. It seems like that might be. All good and dandy, like, oh, yeah, the mic's fucked up. That's an accident that happens. And Jericho threw it into the crowd. That could be true. But a while ago, a long time ago, the same thing happened to Stone Cold Steve Austin, where he had a mic that didn't work when he was talking to Vince. And he got pissed off about the mic, so he chucked it into the crowd. So this is making me say, eh, probably bullshit. It's probably written to be this way. And it's a nice little spot to get the crowd on Jericho's side, as it was when Austin did it, was to get the crowd excited. Oh, yeah, he's pissed at McMahon. So they're just retreading the water. They're doing it again, which is cool. Yeah, the formula. Right, it's the formula. So it makes sense that they're doing that. And I like that because they, they're trying to get Jericho over as this guy that's going to be against Vince. He's going to be against Austin. So good shit. I like it. And it, it was well done, too. So Jericho says he wants to get straight to the point and demands a match with Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship tonight. So Vince says, who the hell do you think you are to make the man? So all totally back to... That old Vince again. Who the hell do you think you are? Interrupt me. I'm Vince McMahon. Jericho tells Vince McMahon, of course. Will you please shut the hell up? Then the crowd is loving it because they've been waiting for it. It's been, at this point, over 10 minutes. When is he going to give that line? And he finally does it. So Vince sets him up perfectly for it. I know who I'm talking to. And this is like pathetic. Like <laughs> like in today's modern climate of wrestling, this Jericho line just seems pathetic to what is going on. He says, I know who I'm talking to. A man that thinks he rules the entire sports industry, sports entertainment industry. A man that thinks his millions and billions makes him better than everybody else. A man who thinks he's fooling everybody with one of his worst Topes I've ever seen in my life. So just the whole thing of like, you think you're the man, you think you run sports entertainment, you know, all your millions, you think you're better than everybody else. The hair come coming from Jericho, you knowing who Jericho is today with AEW, it's like, ah. <laughs> and what he's said on some of his interviews within the past year and a half. It's like, yeah, that's what he thought. Now 
One thing about the toupee, and I might be coming out of fucking left field with this, and people might not even know what the hell I'm talking about, but I swear to God, as a kid, I saw McMahon get knocked off his chair on commentary back in like 91, 92 on Superstars with Roddy Piper on commentary with him. And he fell off his chair and his fucking hair fell off. That's what I remember. I don't know. I remember it as a kid. And it just vanished. And I always thought, like, in 93, 94, like, all those years, I was like, oh, yeah, Vince McMahon's bald. I remember his hair fell off. And then it became, like, a joke. And then... and. And then when it comes to like the culmination of oh he's gonna get his head shaved, I was like, Yeah, of course it's fucking bald. I've known that like my <laughs> whole life. Like you were onto it. Right. But now it's it's weird because it's like his hair's he's not bald. Like, I don't know. It's, unless he's I don't know. I I, I Dude, think he's I, a billionaire. He I can get new hair, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. I, th- I think they erased it from the history. I, I get I believe i saw that if there's somebody else out there that seen something like that it was on superstars in 91 92 that's what i remember i didn't fucking dream it i'm not dreaming about roddy piper and mcmahon on commentary i don't remember the angle but i swear i saw that and i seen it i seen it i seen it i might even been in a fucking wwf magazine so if anybody has the magazines from that era look back through that Vince McMahon got knocked on his ass. And I know it doesn't make any sense. But like, oh, when did he get knocked on his ass? That story doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because the story was erased. If it happened. I sound like a fucking conspiracy theory Mike again. <laughs> Tinfoil hat Mike's here. But it needs to be brought up because I'm not seeing it anywhere. And I didn't make it up. And these rumors of Vince McMahon being bald didn't come from nowhere. And his toupee mm-hmm. shit didn't come from nowhere. It was around, not a reach. People have been no, I saying said preach. Oh, preach. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but they they didn't come out of nowhere. Like Jesse Ventura always made fun of him having a, a wig, and Bobby Heenan, and then you go through the years <laughs> that he did, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's just he's not. He doesn't have it. <laughs> so anyway, that's something. Who knows? I could be fucking imagining things, but I don't think a nine-year-old would be making that shit up. And I'm not misremembering it because that was a fucking part of my WWF history throughout my life. Is that Vincent McMahon's bald? I saw his fucking wig fall off his head on an episode of a show. But anyway, let's move on. So. JV, you had a fucking cool turn that Jericho does bring up. And it's been brought up before. Vince McGann brought it up himself. That's why he left wrestling for a little while, because he needs to go bang some chicks. But what does Jericho <laughs> call him? He calls him the genetic jackhammer. <laughs> Alright, so we go from Vince McMahon being a bald motherfucker's toupee falls off when he gets knocked off his chair at commentary. Now he's the genetic jackhammer. Yeah, I'm not that bald fuck. I fuck chicks hardcore. I'm genetic. <laughs> that guy fucks. I'm a jackhammer. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so Jericho says that Vince has created two of the biggest sluts the world has ever seen. I think, oh, that was a good Jericho, I think. I yeah, it was. That was not bad. <laughs> so Stephanie, you know, and Vince's private slut. So Stephanie is the first slut, of course. You know, he's been calling her slut forever. Slut number one. Slut number one. And then Vince's personal private slut, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> now, this did come up. Now, I, I, yeah, I failed to mention it, though, the slut comment earlier. But Jericho did mention this last week on Raw that Stone Cold Steve Austin was a slut. Maybe I did briefly mention it, but he says he's a slut. Heyman acts surprised about it. And, you know, I called this episode Bionic Redneck. I had an inkling to call it Stone Cold Slut, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't think that would be, you know, a good thing to put. Yeah. Stone Cold Slut. So we didn't call it that. So, nice line. Jericho's uh, going pretty hardcore at Stone Cold Vince and Stephanie here now. So it's all coming full circle. He's got all of them being called sluts and assholes and whatnot. So Jericho says that Vince thinks he can sing. So he's going to turn the tables here and start to go another direction. Vince thinks he can sing. And he, then he goes from there. He's a Check out the Titantron. He's going to play some footage. So on the Titantron, you get footage from the 1987 Slammy Awards. And it's from this the WWF awesome. Wrestling Album. And it's Vince McMahon doing his performance of his song, Stand Back. <laughs> so, oh, man, you got to watch it. Yeah, definitely have to watch this. It's hilarious. Right, even even if it's just going to YouTube and watching the video, yep. stand back, or go. I had this never episode. seen this before. Oh, you've never seen it? Oh man! No, I I don't I don't think I had ever seen this before. <laughs> it's so good. Now, the thing I didn't put anything about in our notes about it, but the lyrics. If you listen to the lyrics, Vince is telling the story of how he's crushing the wrestling business. That's all the lyrics are. <laughs> That's awesome. So go back and listen just for that. He's like, he's going to crush, you know, the competition basically is what he's saying. Stand back. I'm a man that has aspirations. Get out of my way. And <laughs> like, he's fucking ready to go. So, yeah, rewatch it in that lens that Vince is dominating. You know, if you're watching in 87 eyes, maybe... The rest of the territories knew, like, oh, look at this fucking asshole. He's making fun of us. But if you're just a wrestling fan, you think he's just fucking jiving. But a wrestling fan today looks back and says, ah, he's fucking, he's, he's on his pedestal right now. He's, this is his swan song. He's like, yeah. This yeah, is, he's stroking his own ego. Right. This is my shit right here. And it's fun. <laughs> so. You might be hearing that song at the end of this episode. So, <laughs> so there, it goes, there it goes there. You play that footage. Vince says, that footage was been locked in a safe. And Vince gives, you know, he says, you're not going to, you're going to get a title shot, actually. But you're not going to get a title shot against Stone Cold. You're going to face the big show for the hardcore title. Well, that's wank, wank right there. Who the fuck? Big time. 
fucking Jericho's gonna get the big show now for the hardcore fucking title. Big show. Terrible. Stone Cold is the one that's like, I want Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Jericho pinned me. I want Jericho. <laughs> Jericho's like, I want Stone Cold. Vince McMahon says, Oh, now you're getting big show. Then Chris Benoit comes out. And Benoit's like, I want a match against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this is Jericho's tag team partner, tag team champions. Benoit's demanding a match. And Jericho's like nodding his head in approval. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That makes no sense. Hey, he should feel shunned here. Right. Like, me and you, we're tag team champions. We're best friends. We go out there. You ask for a title shot. You get denied. I walk out. Hey, I want a title shot. <laughs> You're going to be pissed at me. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm going to be pissed at someone. That's right. for damn sure. And the match needs to be Mike versus like, JV tonight, not <laughs> JV versus Big Show. You know, yeah, so, I would be like, bro, what are you doing? You're supposed to advocate for me here. I asked first, motherfucker. Right. We just won the titles. What the fuck? Oh, you didn't get the title shot. I'm going to get it. <laughs> that should cause instant heat between the two. Yep. That's a missed opportunity. It's just like, yeah, I support you, brother, because we're in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, we're Canadian, even though Jericho was born in New York. Raised in Canada, but oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, his dad played for the Rangers, right? But his dad's from Canada. Yeah, but he was born. (laughs) Yeah, not raised in New York. No, but I get what you're saying. So anyway, that happens. That bullshit. Uh, Benoit then goes on to continue to show footage of Vince McMahon dancing. Now, so they showed some of the singing. (laughs) The singing portion had dancing anyway, so I don't know why they need to show this again, but Vince is now shown dancing, and <laughs> that's even funny, too. So check that out. Uh, Vince puts Benoit into a match. He says, all right, Benoit, you get a match, too. You're going to be in a match with Rhino. And Vince says, whoever is the most impressive will get a match against Stone Cold Steve Austin later in the night. And then, I, I like this line by Benoit. He says, Vince, don't be mad. Just stand back. Oh, I love this line. <laughs> so good. Benoit's like surprisingly Humorous. good on the mic. Yeah. yeah it's weird. Because he looks like he shouldn't be. He looks like he'll be boring. I don't know. He yeah, doesn't... that's what he's always been. Yeah, but he's actually like good on the mic. Yeah, surprisingly. He's this weird character that it works for him. Yeah, absolutely. Here and there, he just pops up with some funny lines. He just delivers yeah. it pretty good. That's got to be what it is. It's his delivery when it's appropriate. It works. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we move on to the first match in this little challenge of who's going to get the match against Stone Cold. Chris Benoit goes up against Rhino. Benoit hits Rhino with a superplex and a series of German suplexes. Rhino's going to gore Benoit. Benoit has his ribs taped because of that TLC match that we talked about briefly earlier where they retained the titles against, you know, the classic teams, the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian to retain their titles. So Benoit's taped up. Benoit reverses the gore and applies the crossface and wins the match. Great, 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 great turn of events. Nice finish there. Just The gore comes. He just 
wiggles out of it, basically. He doesn't get hit by it, but grabs the arm and puts that cross face on. Makes Rhino tap. Awesome shit there. Then the next match was pretty damn good, too. It's Chris, ben, it's Chris Jericho versus the Big Show for the Hardcore Championship. And Big Show is just looking like a beast. Big Show fucks up Jericho for most of the match. Jericho dropkicks uh, Big Show. And he holds the steel steps. So Big Show's holding up the steel steps as Jericho dropkicks him. The steps hit Jer- uh, Big Show on the head. So that was pretty cool. Jericho hits a line salt and wins the match. And he also wins the championship. So that was pretty impressive. Like, he fucking won the title. Who would think that Jericho was going to win the title in this match? You would think it was like... I, I didn't see this coming. I didn't either. I was like, ah, oh, he's just going to squash Jericho. It's going to be some shitty finish. And, and it was kind of through. a shitty finish, but just Jericho won. Right. Because the stairs don't hit Big Show. Like, you know how there's no. that B in the stairs? Right. They, like, his head's in between them. Like, so it, it doesn't even, like, come close. It's not even close. It doesn't even look like it hits him at all. Just a shitty. Yeah, I agree. With shitty you. spot. Shitty ending to what, you know, an otherwise short and pretty good match. Yeah, so I guess the t- out of the two, Benoit would be the most impressive. I agree. But Chris Jericho did win a title in yep. defeat of this big monster. So that's interesting. It's like, who's Vince going to pick? Who's most deserving? So we go on to some backstage segments. You have the two Chris's. They're talking about their matches. Vince comes up to them and says, they've both been impressive over the past week. Vince says they both deserve a shot at Austin. But Austin wants to face both of them at the same time. Well, Vince says, I'm not going to allow that. Vince basically says, well, it's kind of a coin flip. Even though he doesn't do a coin flip, that would make sense. If you're going to do a coin flip, fucking do it in front of the camera. But he says, I'm going to give it to Benoit tonight. So it's like fucking Jericho, basically. Jericho's the one that called out Austin. He wanted the match. And then he had to go through this rigmarole of, oh, yeah, Benoit... And Jericho, you can have these matches to see who it is, and I'm just going to fucking pick Benoit for having stance. Jer- Jericho won a title. Benoit won a match against Rhino. So I could see the frustration in Jericho. Like, what the hell? And like I said before... Yeah, it's natural. It should be. Right. You shouldn't have frustration here. And Benoit jumped in out of nowhere to demand the match against Austin, too. So Jericho should be pissed about that. My match now, punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, from there, he's going to sit down with both of them, and he wants to know. He said, I want to, Vince McMahon says, I want to know where you found that stand back footage. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Because at this time, back in 2001, yeah, you probably wouldn't find that footage readily available. Yeah, you're not going to get it on YouTube because there is no YouTube. Right. Well, maybe there was 2001. I don't remember the year. But nah, but now there was like wasn't as much content. I think it was yeah. 04. But and even in early stages of YouTube, there wasn't the content there is now. You couldn't find right. everything on YouTube. No. So the, nobody was having stand back back then unless you taped it on VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did have on VHS for a while. But then <laughs> I let my grandparents throw all my tapes away. <laughs> 
Uh, like a dumbass. Oh yeah, I'm all, I'm all set with wrestling, so I don't need this shit anymore. You can get rid of it. <laughs> Regret it every day. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Jericho tells Benoit tonight's his night. But when Benoit wins, Jericho wants his title shot. So Jericho's like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna win the title tonight, but I'm gonna be the first one to get a title shot. That's like pussy Jericho. This guy stole your title shot. Now you're like, yeah, I want you to win. I'm going to fight you first, though. I feel like this could lead to Jericho versus Benoit. But that's not yeah. But that's not big time. So they wouldn't want to even do that anyway. You know what I mean? Wouldn't even make sense. Cause yeah, because they're, they're not both over. They're not there yet. Right. All right, so... Moments later, Vince tells Regal that Austin has a great plan for the main event. One thing I did like about this, and I don't want to get too much into it, but Tajiri, as you said on the last episode, has debuted, but he's really fucking awesome as the new assistant for Regal. <laughs> he's just hilarious. So he's just there doing some numbskull shit. Great, great addition to Regal. And prior to the match, prior to the main event here, we have a little video package, which is damn impressive. It's six minutes long. Obviously, we're not going to play it, but it's about Triple H's injury. Triple H goes to visit Dr. James Andrews, and it's all about that injury. And Dr. Andrews says it will take him about four months to get back. Triple H says the walls of Jericho felt like the longest thing he's ever been a part of. And he says he continued the match because of his love for the business and the show must go on mentality. Respect. That's good shit. So what we were saying before about what he did makes him a baby face. This even more so. This video package is built around him being a baby face. The whole thing with him saying, oh, Austin, we're supposed to be a team, a tag team. That was setting him up to be babyface. So now they need to reiterate. Yeah, that's the direction we're going. So even though he's injured and he's out, he may have screwed Austin. We still need to get that sympathy on him because that's the direction we're going with him. So here's a video package that highlights how <laughs> tough he is and how much of a normal guy he is. And this is the way things are going to go going forward. Another quote, though, that is huge in projecting that that he's going to become a babyface is that he says, this is going to be the beginning of a new era, and a lot of people are going to be excited when I come back. Like, ah, oh, shit. That's, yeah, <laughs> you're you're telling the people how to feel, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come back, and you're going to love me. And it worked. Because it took time. So then they show Stephanie there. And Stephanie, I'm not sure how much longer she's in the picture after this. But, yeah, they're really building Triple H up at this point. So that was a good promo, good video package. And and they'll play it again on the next episode on SmackDown because they really want to hype it up. But let's get to the main event here. It's the WWF Championship match. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Chris Benoit. 
And we start off at 1 hour and 21 minutes. And we go duration of the show here to 1 hour and 36 minutes. And in the pre-match, we get a new vest alert. And it's the moniker of our episode. It's the Bionic Redneck Vest. One of the coolest fucking vests of Austin's career, in my opinion. You know, one that stands out, especially during a time when his popularity in retrospect is not so high during his heel run, but it's a fucking great vest. All red, bionic redneck on the left. You got the red skull, 316. It's awesome. I love it. I need a bionic redneck wrestling figure in my collection. I haven't found one yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, Austin heads to the ring. He heads out there with Vince McMahon. And this match has such a big match feel that even Howard Finkel is here to do the ring announcing. Always a classy touch to a match. Oh, it just makes it sound so good. And we need to hear the opening of this match with Howard Finkel. So take a listen to the Fink. Ladies and gentlemen, your referee for the following contest, Earl Hebner. The following contest, scheduled for one fall, is for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Introducing first to my right, the challenger from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Weighing 229 pounds, he is the co-holder of the Tag Team Championship, the Rabid Wolverine, Chris Benoit! And his opponent, hailing from Victoria in the Lone Star State of Texas, weighing 252 pounds, the reigning World Wrestling Federation champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Awesome, that sinister smile on his face. I know that smile too well. All right, so that sounded fucking awesome with the Fink, even though he announces Earl Hebner as the referee. But that's a nice little touch that makes it official. Yeah. So cool shit there. He is the senior official, right? Yes, that's true. So, again, big match feel. So Earl goes over the rules with the guys in the middle of the ring like it's a boxing match. So... That's weird, though. They haven't done this for so long. It's like WrestleMania 14 was the last time that I could think of it off the top of my head that you have this whole spectacle of let's go over the rules in the center of the ring. And but there it is here on this <laughs> on this episode of Raw in May of 2001. Then we get into the match highlights. All right, so let's get right into it. So this match is. It's it's gonna get about fourteen minutes. It's it feels like a big deal. So they're gonna start up with a lockup and they fight into the corner. Austin hits a Luthes press early on. Benoit pushes Austin off of him and goes for a roll up and a two count, which was a nice spot early on there. Benoit applies the crossface again early like he did in that tag team match. Austin gets to the ropes, the crowd boos. That leads to fighting outside of the ring. Earl follows them and tells them to get back into the ring as always. Like he, like I always say, he should be staying in the ring, but he likes to roll out of there. Benoit gets whipped into the steps. 
Once they get back into the ring, Benoit locks in the sharpshooter. Fucking the sharpshooter. Cool, cool spot here. Here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. The crowd goes nuts. Austin pushes up like he did at WrestleMania 13. And also at WrestleMania 17 against The Rock. We don't get the blood dripping over his face, of course. But it's a cool spot at 1 hour and 27 minutes. Austin crawls. He pushes to the ropes. But Benoit then readjusts, drags him to the middle of the ring again. Then Austin is able to wiggle to another set of ropes and breaks the hold. Cool spots there. So intense. Austin rolls out of the ring to break away. Austin um, gets trapped by Benoit as Benoit goes outside of the ring. Austin is able to counter, suplexes Benoit onto the announce table. JR is selling. Benoit's busted ribs because of that TLC match that happened on SmackDown that we talked about earlier. And then after that, we head back into the ring. Austin goes for a goes for a couple of failed pin attempts. Go back to back. And he does that often here as a heel where he just goes, one, two, oh, let me do it again. One, two. <laughs> it's like in a video game. It's like, all right, let me see if it works again. Yeah. Can I beat his stamina up some more just by pinning him? Yeah, right. No, it doesn't work that way. So Austin puts the pressure on his ribs with an abdominal stretch. And he grabs for the ropes. And, of course, as always, Earl is going to kick Austin's arm. I like it in this sense because it's not the tag team guy pulling. It's just Austin on the rope. So so Earl's like, fuck you. Kicks the legs. But again, Earl, that's your boy. (laughs) Help him out. Ignore that shit sometimes. Uh, Benoit breaks the hold. Vince starts to yell at Earl for kicking Austin's arm. Good for Vince over at ringside. Uh, Benoit fights back with a couple of German suplexes. Then sets Austin up on the top rope. Benoit goes for a second rope suplex. Austin counters with like a flapjack. I don't even know what to call it. It's like a flapjack suplex type. What would I think you call that's it? That's what it is. Yeah. I was thinking that. It looks like what, what else would you call it? Yeah. It's an inverted suplex, I guess. So, yeah, that too. So he hits a suplex on Benoit to the mat. Austin sets up Benoit on the top rope and hits a suplex from the second rope. Benoit kicks out on two. Austin tosses Benoit out of the ring. I always love that. That's such a cool old school spot where, you know, Benoit kicked out on two. So he's like, get the fuck out of the ring and just tosses him out. Like, you're going to kick out on me. See you later. Out of the ring. And then from there, you can go on and beat him up a little bit more. Nice spot. I just, I just love the awareness of Austin as a heel. Like, all right, now I'm heel. These are the things that heels do. Throw yep. him out of the ring if they kick out. He goes so he, right into that character. So he can kick his ass. Right, exactly. So Austin, go, once he's outside there, he grabs his belt. He's going to go hit Benoit. But Earl grabs the belt from Austin. Vince and Earl start to argue. They're arguing about the belt being taken away from Austin. But if you listen closely, and this is a good spot to go back and listen to and go back and watch because you get a little inside wrestling here, inside baseball. Yeah, Vince and Earl <laughs> argue about the belt, and Vince actually tells Earl, while they're yelling, so it's supposed to look like they're yelling, but Vince is yelling at Earl, tell them to go home. Tell them to go home. And then Earl says, as Austin and Benoit are right on the apron, you're going home. You're going home. 
totally killed it. <laughs> yeah. So you can you can hear it. But it's it's great though. The expressions look like they're, you know, yelling like get in the ring or Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, or why'd you do that? But you can see they're just giving cues. And it's cool. And that's at one hour, thirty one minutes, forty four seconds. So we know it's time for the finish because they just said time to go home. So that brings us now to the finish. Earl and Vince continue to argue, in quotes, outside of the ring. Austin and Benoit have just gotten back into the ring. And Austin kicks Benoit in the gut and hits a stunner. So obviously, you know, that was right. <laughs> that was time for the finish spot. So it looked like shit. Big time. That stunner sucked. <laughs> the way Benoit dropped, if you didn't notice it, JV. I whew. didn't. No, I didn't. All right. So listeners out there. Check that out. It looked like crapola. <laughs> Benoit dropped like worse than Vince McMahon's drop. Oof. Yeah, it sucked. So anyway, we get that stunner. Austin is covering Benoit, but McMahon is distracting Earl, blocking him from getting in the ring. Earl throws the belt in the ring. I don't know why he would throw it in the ring. Just yeah, what are you doing? Give it to the timekeeper. <laughs> right, exactly. And Vince tells Earl, don't make me fire ass. And of course, the first thing on my mind was, yeah, t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get fired someday. It's in your future. So Austin tries to get Earl's attention. Get in the ring. Benoit grabs the belt, nails Austin. Earl doesn't see it. Vince sees it. Can't do anything about it. Earl turns around, and he's no longer blocked from the ring because now Vince is closer to the announce booth. Earl slides in the ring. He goes to make the count. Vince goes to grab Earl. He doesn't reach him. Earl makes the count, but Austin kicks out. Exciting. Moments later, Austin attempts another stunner on Benoit. He gets pushed off. Then Benoit locks in the crippled crossface. Vince pulls Earl out of the ring at this point. Earl, now on the outside, pushes Vince over. That's happened a few times, but that's his, his favorite thing to do. And I had to definitely note that Earl is in all his glory tonight with Vince at ringside. And he gets to work with Vince and gets to show off like, yeah, I'm a great worker with Vince and all this bullshit. So he's loving it. So Earl gets back in the ring. Austin gets to the ropes. He breaks the crippled cross face just in time. Then Austin, moments later, reverses, gets the cross face on Benoit. And then at that point, we get the screw job. Vince calls for the bell and is now the Calgary screw job. You know, one thing I didn't note before is that we are we are in Calgary, I said that, but I didn't mention that the whole not the whole, but there's like a half ass Hart family in attendance. Stu Hart's there, Bruce Hart's there, and some other people from the Hart family are there. And they mentioned them in the crowd. But here they are, they're in Calgary, the Hart family's there, and they're pulling off a gimmick <laughs> of a screw job again. And they're screwing Chris Benoit. Canadian hometown home country boy. That, that seems like a dickhead move. I I have conflicting thoughts on it. It's a dickhead move. Gets great heat on Austin McMahon. But you invited the Hart family. They invited the Hart family. The Hart family wasn't going to go to this. No shit. <laughs> they invited right, them. 
they invited them to see this happen again. I mean, they got paid. Yeah, maybe they got. Oh, yeah, maybe they got paid. <laughs> yeah, we'll pay you to go to this. Yeah, that that could make some sense. Maybe they paid him so it could generate heat. Stu Hart's probably like, eh, no, I don't give a fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <thanks>. pay me. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, so you might have some medical bills. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, McMahon makes Howard Finkel make the announcement that Stone Cold Steve Austin has won via submission. So that might be another reason why Howard Finkel is there doing the announcing, is that they wanted this to feel like Survivor Series all over again. Oh, yeah. Good good point. With Howard Finkel making the announcement and all that shit. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It did seem a little, like I said, a dickhead move. But, yeah. Cool shit. So, I guess that was the big plan that McMahon was referencing before is that Austin has a big plan, you know, for tonight. We'll see what it is. So that's what it was. Austin wanted to do his own screw job. And after that, Austin gives Earl Hebner a nice little stunner. Well deserved because last time Earl Hebner got nothing. He at the original Montreal screw job, he just ran out of Dodge and got into a car and left. So in this version, Austin stuns his ass. <laughs> Even though he helped Austin, saying, ah, fuck you, Earl. Stunner. Vince grabs the wrong title at this point. And this was funny. It's like, how the fuck, Vince? There's two titles there. Vince grabs the tag team championship, which is Chris Benoit's title, and gives it to Stone Cold. What a dumbass. Yep, he fucked up. So Austin raises that tag title. And at that point, as Austin's raising that title, you can see Austin realize it's not his title. It's not the world title. And he even like said he like whispers or said something to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon shrugs it off like, eh, don't worry. Because it probably would take too much time to go back and grab the other title and it would be noticed. So Well, yeah, considering he's definitely aware of the time right now. Right, so the show's about to end. No, you're not walking back to grab the other title and put this one back. Just walk with this one, and hopefully production will figure it out. And they did, because you never really see him holding up the tag team title. Because when they get to the final shot of Austin holding up the title with Vince McMahon, it's below the title. You can only see the strap hanging. So the director knew. Oh, fuck. We can't show that. So they were paying attention. So that's pretty good. Good eye there. But then, as Austin's holding up that title, the storyline continues. Jericho nails Austin from behind. Then Jericho and Benoit double-team Austin. Benoit starts to fucking wail on Vince McMahon at ringside. Austin gets put into the walls of Jericho. McMahon crawls into the ring. That's when Benoit puts on the cross face. So you have Austin and McMahon tapping in the middle of the ring. You have the refs run in. Sergeant Slaughter comes down to try to break it up. And then you have Jericho and Benoit stand in the ring as JR yells about how they kicked Austin and McMahon's ass. And I mean big time. <laughs> Another hell of a match. So that tag team match was great. This is a fucking great match. I mean, the ending, like I said, is. A lot of heat for the crowd, but hey, 
why I guess why wouldn't you do that? You're you're in Calgary. You're in the place that is pissed at you. Get more heat on Austin because they want you to hate Austin at this point. Let's fucking screw another Canadian yeah, with this with this guy that we're trying to make a heel who's been the biggest baby face and you know go back to Canadian Stampede. They hated him back in 97. So they should hate him again here if he screws over another Canadian. And in Vince McMahon's mind, you already hate me anyway. So fuck it. Just keep hating me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's probably a fucking damn good move to do. And like you said, maybe he did just pay the hearts to be there. <laughs> probably did. Uh, cool shit there. Uh, the Canadian heroes came out to make the save. And Vince and Stone Cold look like the wimps in the end. So, cool shit there. But before we move on to SmackDown, I did have a little info that I looked up from the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. And also in conjunction with Wrestling Inc. website. This is all about the Bionic Redneck gimmick. So, according to Austin, he came up with the Bionic Redneck gimmick in light of his reliance on hardware such as plates in his neck. And his double knee braces. That's obvious, right? So he's like a fucking robot with the knee braces. He has the plate in his neck. Bionic red neck. And he says, that was the reason I had those knee braces, man. It wasn't for looks. It was because I needed them. But it turned out to be part of the bionic red neck. I came up with this gimmick just because by the time it came down to it, my right arm wouldn't straighten out. I had some plates in my right neck. In my neck. I had those two knee braces on. It became part of my ring gear. And put that on top of those knee braces. It was a very interesting look. It looked like I was ready to go in there, go to battle, stomp a mud hole in somebody's ass and walk it dry. Moreover, Austin stated that he started experimenting with different color knee braces during his heel run following WrestleMania 17. I always wore black. When it came a chance to turn heel after the famous WrestleMania 17 match, which we just got finished talking about, when I turned heel, I said, you know what? Now that I'm a heel, I ain't going to be cool anymore. I can fuck around, change colors. So I went snakeskin, red, white, gold, different colors, because I could push the envelope as a heel, and that's why different color knee braces came in later in my heel run. I like that. I like that he, he it's like, I'm a heel, I can change pace. You would think, though, as a babyface, you might want to change pace for merchandise purposes to get different variations in what you could sell. But if, I guess if you think of Hulk Hogan, he never changed from red and yellow. So Austin was never going to change from the black and white. As the baby face. I, I like that. Just a little explanation of why he was changing the colors. Like I am a heel now. So fuck it. Alright so from there now. That leads us now to Smackdown 92. From May 31st 2001. And we are still in Canada. It's Edmonton Alberta Canada. In JV. What's going on here in Smackdown 92. Um, We're 46 minutes in. Do you want to keep going? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. All right. 
So, yeah, we're here at uh, SmackDown 92, May 31st, 2001, in Edmonton, Alberta. So we're still um, up north here in Canada. And uh, we're going to start this one off with the promo by Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit, Team Canada here. The crowd is jacked up for Jericho and Benoit. Um, Benoit's rocking his Edmonton Oilers jersey, which is um, always cool. And uh, so they come out, you know, there's two conclusions that Y2J and Benoit have come to on Raw. Jericho first says, um, enjoying kicking Austin and Vince's asses on Raw. And then second, ever since they won the titles 10 days ago, they've been neglected to give the former champs a rematch. Jericho says they never gave Austin and Triple H a rematch because Triple H is laying, thriving in pain, suffering in agony and out of commission for six months. So since there's no tag team partner for Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jericho has a suggestion. He suggests that little Stevie, kind of taking some uh, Stone Cold lingo and throwing (laughs) it back in Stone Cold's face here, teams up with a bigger jackass than himself, none other than Mr. McMahon. Um. And Jericho and Benoit want this match tonight on SmackDown. So, um, Triple H isn't healthy. and Benoit and Jericho think the next best person to beat up is uh, McMahon. So, they're kind of trying to bait McMahon into being uh, the tag team partner here with, uh, with Stone Cold. So, uh, Benoit comes out talking now. Says Austin is in the back hiding behind the power of the owner of the company, Vince McMahon. Benoit talks about some uh, Edmonton Oilers in his hometown crowd. And, you know, basically at this point, just trying to get a good, uh, good reaction from the crowd, get them pumped up. And start of the show here talks about um, Mark Messier, who uh, won the MVP award, uh, Wayne Gretzky, who broke the NHL points record, and they also won four out of five Stanley Cups in this specific arena. Um, so the crowd is pumped until... Debbie Downer himself, Vince McMahon's music hits. So we get into the second part here of this uh, this promo segment, and now we have Mr. McMahon, Chris Jericho, and Chris Benoit. Um, pretty interesting, as we you know, it kind of cuts to uh, McMahon starting to you know just do his little spiel here. Um, there's a stand back Vinnie Mac sign in the crowd, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Nice callback to what we were just discussing. Um, so Vince Vince McMahon says. Thank you for the warm Edmonton reception. So just being kind of a cunt there. Um, <laughs> McMahon says that their challenge to Stone Cold and himself is highly entertaining, which, you know, here we cue the asshole chance from this hot, very, very scorching hot um, Edmonton crowd. Um, McMahon says if he accepts the challenge, he and Austin will be leaving Edmonton with the tag team titles. Vince says he's going to spare them the embarrassment of losing in their home country tonight. Vince makes separate matches instead for both Jericho and Benoit. Jericho will take on Kurt Angle. Vince McMahon said if they did have a match, he'd been he'd be the one to pin Benoit. So Vince McMahon kind of taking a direct shot at Benoit, you know, saying he'd uh, pretty much kind of sticking up for Austin here, um, considering the match he just had. Um, so, um, so pissed off, Chris Benoit rebuttals that he would beat beat Vince McMahon within an inch of his life if Vince were to get in the ring with him. And I totally believe it. Chris Benoit's a badass man. Um, Vince knows what Benoit wants, but says Benoit is not getting a rematch against Stone Cold Steve Austin for the title because Stone Cold has a well-deserved night off. 
and glass shatters, and now we have Austin music hitting here at the 16 minute and 29. You know that last thing that you said. So when when Benoit says, "I'll, I'll beat you within an inch of your life," yeah, that kind of struck me when I when I heard that. Like, uh, yeah, anytime you hear him talk about mortality, like death, ugh. it's always cringy. <laughs> Fuck, man! What are you gonna talk about this so much, motherfucker? Why is your yeah. nickname gonna be the Crippler? Like, yeah. <sighs> and some of the uh, yeah, some of the bumps he takes, and uh, we'll get into it here. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's lay out here. So we got the third part of this audio segment here, and we've got yours truly, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, so let's lay out here and um, see what Stone Cold has to say to uh, Chris Benoit and Jericho, along with uh, Vince McMahon here. We'll be right back. Wait a minute. I thought, I thought the WWF champion had the night off. I guess not, Cole. Well, there's the bionic redneck in living color. Well, Mr. McMahon is surprised to see Stone Cold Steve Austin taking aback that the champion is, has walked out here on SmackDown. Everybody's surprised to see Austin. It also looks like he's sweating nobody either. Remember, Austin is the WWF champion. He's lucky to be the champion. Chris Benoit inches away from winning that title on Raw Monday night. Now just hold it one second. I appreciate the fact that you want to give me the night off, but I don't want the night off. Not tonight. No, 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 hold this. Don't drop it. Ever since last Monday night, ever since I walked through an airport, everybody says, oh, Stone Cold, you didn't really beat Benoit last Monday. Benoit's got your number, Stone Cold. Benoit can beat you, Stone Cold. I say no, he can't. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I am the World Wrestling Federation Champion. I am a man's man. I am a champion of champions. And last Monday, look at me, Chris Benoit. I know in my heart, I know what I heard when I had that cross face on you in the middle of the ring and you were squalling like a little scalded dog. I heard you. Oh, yes, I did. I didn't quite see it that way. But you want to be the big shot? You want to come out here and talk about your little sissy hockey players, which I care nothing for? Because I am Stone Cold Steve Austin. I am who and what I am. You got your shot. What? Shut up, I ain't through. You got your shot. Look at me. You ain't gotta talk to him. Look at me. I said, you got your shot. I done got one submission on you. And after tonight, one, two, three, two victories back to back. Stone Cold over Chris Benoit. And that's all I got to say about that. 
All right. So enter Austin here. He raises his title. Um, luckily, it's not the tag title. Which is, and, uh, <laughs> Anna, Tim, and Aaron Raw last episode here. So he's he's raising the title, reminding everyone that he's the champ. Um, you know, starts it off. Hey, you know, just hold, just hold it one second. Austin says he preached he appreciates that Vince wanted to give him a night off, but Austin does not want a night off. Not tonight. Austin says, Mr. McMahon, <clears throat> sorry. Austin gives Mr. McMahon his belt and says, and asks him not to drop it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's, that's okay. so cold baby now. Don't drop this. <laughs> yeah. Austin says that the people at the airport, now he's disgruntled, he's concerned, he's a little worked up, he's, he's, he's on edge. Austin says that the people at the airport have been saying, Stone Cold, you didn't really beat Benoit on Monday. Benoit's got your number, Stone Cold. Benoit can beat you, Stone Cold. Well, I say he can't. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I'm the World Wrestling Federation champion. I'm a man's man. I'm a champion of champions. So here we go, Austin trying to help himself up, pat himself on the back um, with his now infamous... uh, Surprised this didn't really like catch on with us, and I kind of forgot how often he reminds everyone his name and that he's the champ. And also how often he brings up the he's people thinking. at the airport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the people at the airport. <laughs> he's, got some fucking sh- he's got some brave balls. Yeah, a lot of ballsy people at the airport talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> so Austin says he knows when he had the cross face on Benoit that he was squealing like a dog. Dog, I heard you. Oh, yes, I did. You want to be a big shot. You come out here and talk about your little sissy hockey plays, which I care nothing for. And I can create a stone because I'm not a big hockey guy. So that's good. Yeah, I agree too. <laughs> so because I am Stone Cold Steve Austin, I am who and what I am. You've got your shot. So here's Austin, you know, pretty much giving Benoit his shot um, and tells the crowd to shut it. Um then Austin yells at Benoit to look at him and not talk to Jericho because Benoit's kind of looking over at Jericho here. Um, but you know, Austin wants to make sure Benoit's full attention is on, um, you know, is on Stone Cold himself. I got your submission on you, and next one, two, three, Stone Cold Steve Austin over Chris Benoit, and that's all I have to say about that. Vince looks pissed that Austin is putting the title on the. Not happy. This was not in the cards. This was not supposed to be part of the plan. But you know, Stone Cold's got some pride issues right now. He's not liking the crap that fans are talking. And um, you know, he wants to uh, let Benoit know that he can beat him. And you can't blame the guy because he's still a fighting champ. Um, so now we get you know another break here. Um, we're going to have uh, about half hour later into the show, we get a backstage segment here with Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. So let's lay out for that and Steve, Steve, uh, can I have a word with you for a second? Um, it's about tonight. I wonder if you want to reconsider this title defense. You know, I got why, a, well, why would I want to reconsider? I got a funny feeling about this. I got a funny feeling I'm going to go out there and whip his ass. That's what I'm feeling tonight. This is his hometown. I just ask you to reconsider, that's all. Look at me. You don't believe I can beat Chris Benoit, do you? Of course I believe you. What's my name? Your name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I am the World Wrestling Federation champion, and I can beat Chris Benoit in his hometown. I'm sitting there going through airports. I hear, ah, you didn't really beat Chris Benoit. He's got your number. He could beat you any night of the week. Well, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. It makes me sick that you don't believe in me. That hurts me. 
I am with you all the way. You sure about that? Absolutely. Well, nobody else is. No one else thinks that I can beat Chris. Yeah, look at her. She don't believe me either. I cannot believe you just making this up. I never said that. Yeah, you didn't say it, but I know what you're thinking. Sitting back here with your little red and white stripes on your shirt, thinking, ah, you can't beat Chris. Well, I know you like the back of my hand. It's fine. You ain't gonna have any. You don't have any confidence in me. He doesn't. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna prove everybody wrong because I'm sick of it. That's what I am. Good luck. Well, folks, in just a few moments, we'll hear a controversial. All right, so just laid out for that. We got Stone Cold Steve Austin is backstage now with uh, with Deborah in the locker room, and uh, Vince enters here. Vince wants Stone Cold to reconsider the match because he has a funny feeling about tonight. Austin says he has a funny feeling he's going to whoop Benoit's ass. Ass. Austin asks Vince McMahon to say his name because Austin's you know tired of all the doubters and the haters, and now it looks like um, you know the guy he sold his soul to. Vince McMahon is uh, is downing him too. So, and Austin calls him out on that. Austin accuses Vince of not believing that Austin can beat Benoit. It makes me sick, Austin says, McMahon, that you don't believe in me. It hurts me. It hurts Austin me. Accuses- yes. That's the nice Austin- line. It hurts me. <laughs> Austin accuses Dever of not believing in him either. I know you didn't say it, but I know what you're thinking in your little red and white stripes. Now, in this scene, Dever has like a, a crop top red and white shirt under like, suit jacket or something um i know he says i know you like the back of my hand austin is legitimately sick and angry about everyone doubting him um austin says he's ready to prove everybody wrong tonight and um so now we cut um right from here um you know it really hasn't been spoken about yet directly so uh we get stephanie sending a message to stone cold about her husband uh, Triple H, give him an update and stuff. So let's lay out for that. It's a quick one. It's only about two, three minutes, and uh, we'll be right back. Ask Triple H's wife, Stephanie, the condition of her husband, the game. Well, Hunter's doing about as well as could be expected. But I don't really think that Triple H or I realize the magnitude of this surgery and how much pain it would cause Hunter. But, you know, Triple H isn't only in physical pain. He's in emotional pain. Last Thursday on SmackDown, Stone Cold Steve Austin had the nerve to accuse Triple H of being selfish. You tell me how it's selfish for for someone to rip apart their quadriceps tendon away from the bone and the muscle and still continue the match and still try to save their tag team partner. What Triple H did wasn't selfish. It was damn near heroic. Then Austin, you went on to say that Triple H deserved what happened to him. Austin, you think Triple H deserves to be lying motionless in a hospital bed? Then you said, and I quote, because I'll never forget it. You said that you don't give a rat's ass about Triple H. Because you're Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you're the WWF champion. Well, I hope you don't forget why you're still the WWF champion, Austin. Because the only reason you're still the champion is because of my husband. My husband, Triple H. But I tell you what. Austin... 
Granted, it might be a long time before Triple H comes back. But when he does, you might be the one who gets what you deserve. All right, so we got Stephanie here in like what looks to be a fake doctor's office. It definitely doesn't look real. It looks like an extra room backstage. Um, so yeah. Stephanie gives an update on Triple H and uh, how difficult this is. You know, this is the uh, this is her man here. He's 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 fucked up. So Stephanie says Stone Cold had the nerve to call Triple H selfish. Stephanie here is you know standing up for Triple H and um, says that. Stone Cold, that Triple H continuing his match um, was damn near heroic, you know, for him to try and retain the titles, considering, you know, the longer he wrestles with that injury, if you really think about it, considering the, you know, what the severe ended up being, the more likely it was he could have ruined his career permanently. Uh, so it's a little bit of realism here. Uh, Stephanie is pissed that Austin said Triple H deserves lying in a hospital she says, you said you don't give a rat's ass about Triple H because you're Stone Cold Steve Austin, the WWF champion. He didn't Steph say that said, either. He didn't say that, by the way. No, he didn't. She, <laughs> she like, maybe he was supposed to. And, and she's like, but quote, you said this, and yeah. he didn't. <laughs> That's funny. So Stephanie says, Austin is only the champion. So here we go. More discredit, you know, uh, because of Triple H. And Stephanie warns Austin that when Triple H comes back, Austin will get what he deserves. So this is good too, because you know, now the cards are stacked against stone cold. It looks like he's kind of burning a bridge with Vince McMahon here, you know, going above his head, you know, booking this match, his tag team partners hurt and he's discrediting him. He's just burning bridges. And now he has to worry about another guy, you know, who could be gunning him, gunning at him at any moment once he returns. And that's the game triple H. So, uh, not the best segment from Stephanie, but still, Still an important part to have on the show. Yeah, more building to that babyface Triple H coming back. Yeah. So then, about uh, eight minutes later, um, we cut to Austin. He's backstage and he's you know holding the World um, Wrestling Federation Championship, and he's looking down on it like any good champ does. Like, uh, what did you call it, Mike? Gollum. Yeah. My precious, <laughs> precious is lost. <laughs> That shit. That's what fucking Brian calls the Hurricane Rana belt. It makes me. <laughs> well, it's my precious. I'm a three time champ, and yeah. I have it right now. And my and my precious is right yeah. here. Lord of the Rings sucks, and so does. <laughs> well, he's also Schmeagle. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's done, he gives it a nice kiss before grabbing his vest and headed to his match. So now we're here. Um, we got the WWF World Championship match here. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Chris Benoit. If you want to check it out, the runtime of this match is uh, one hour, 12 minutes, and 19 seconds. And then um, you can kind of watch that right to the end of yeah. the show. Um, so a little pre-match here. Um, you know, Vince McMahon wanted to remind everybody how uh, how jacked he is. Comes out, you know, in his ref gear, sleeves off, and appoints himself the special enforcer enforcer for the match to ensure, and I quote, the rules and regulation indeed are adhered to. So out comes sellout 316 now, as Michael Cole likes to call Stone Cold here. Uh, Austin shows off his championship for a few minutes to the crowd before Benoit gets sick and tired of waiting and attacks Austin from behind. 
to, you know, jumpstart this match. Um, so the match, you know, we have Benoit, Benoit, his, his ribs and, you know, core are wrapped, really trying to sell that injury. Um, Benoit is going nuts here on Austin to start the match early on. Um, the the Canadian crowd is obviously hot for Benoit and similar to like last, you know, back on raw that we just covered, um, where, the Fink coming out and everything kind of gave it a big match feel. Just like the energy and sound of the audience um, really gives this a big match feel. This this kind of feels like a big pay-per-view match. Absolutely. It's Benoit's uh, hometown. A big pay-per-view rematch, you know? But um, just like that weird sound, almost like there's always like a like waves at the beach where you always hear something. Like even when it's supposed to be silent, it still feels like yeah, that's a good... you can hear the energy in the crowd. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. Benoit has control here until Austin comes back with a swinging neckbreaker. Um, Benoit locks on the crossface, but Austin wiggles out of it as a concern that Zickman watches closely, um, which is, you know, kind of a running theme here for uh, Vince McMahon throughout this match. Um, Benoit uh, reapplies it three more times, reapplies the crossface here three more times. But Austin gets the ropes each time, and every time it's a different side of the ring. So they're working the whole ring here. You have two really good workers. Even an injured Austin is still a, you know, an A plus worker at this time, you know, in his own unique way. And that's similar to the last and match it, too, where all, yeah, where Austin got to the ropes twice, and this time he's going to all, all sides this time. Yep. So now, uh, Benoit's really dominating here, big time, kind of, um, you know, having his way with Stone Cold, uh, all around the ringside area. Austin eventually fights back. Grabs his title to hit Benoit inside the ring, uh, which is a good story move considering uh, I believe it was Benoit that hit Austin with the belt in the tag match. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, so not the last. Um, yeah, the tag not the match. Just match title match. Raw, but the tag match, the title match. So uh, you know, maybe this is Austin trying to get some revenge here and hit him with the belt in addition to winning the match. But Errol Hebner in all his glory grabs the title from Austin. They struggle over it. Benoit pushes Austin to Earl, and Earl is down in the corner um, about one hour and 17 minutes in, so about five seconds, five minutes into the match, and Earl's already taken a bump with the, uh, a bitch-ass bump, too. That's a bitch bump when you, you know, the way he kind of takes the, takes yeah, the that was weak. I fucking hate that. I hate that bump. It makes <laughs> the ref look even more like such a pussy. Um, so, Benoit DDTs Austin onto the belt. Um, Benoit gives the crowd, you know, the exits over his like his taunt, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, before sending to the top rope to attempt the uh, the flying uh, headbutt. So Benoit goes for the flying headbutt. Austin holds up the title at the last second, and Benoit's head hits the belt. Great spot. Um, for obvious reasons, anytime I see we see Benoit with a head injury, it's just you know. <laughs> oh shit! Like you, like you were saying, it's always just kind of like the stuff he talks about and the shit. Like then you go watch some of the bumps he makes, especially in this match. Yeah, so much. It's a little weird. Yeah, everything in retrospect. Retrospect. Stuff. Yeah. So Earl is back up now. Uh, so he wasn't out long, less than a minute. Um, Pussy. Austin goes for uh, multiple pin pinfalls, and uh, Benoit kicks out. Austin eventually applies the sharpshooter to Benoit this time. Benoit is dripping blood as he fights the submission. Uh, so Benoit is kind of uh, pushing out of it. Um, and what is that? What did this remind you of, Kirk? This spot here, Benoit trying to get out of the sharpshooter. Yeah, when when Benoit pushes out of the sharpshooter, he's, he's like doing a push up, and then reverses it, 
And this is the exact same spot from Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in the steel cage at SummerSlam 94. So I thought that was an excellent spot. It's at one hour and 19 minutes. And it's very fitting because it's Benoit doing that push-up reversal of the sharpshooter onto Austin, who was the victim of Bret Hart in that WrestleMania 13 match of the sharpshooter. And Austin had applied the sharpshooter to Benoit previously on the match on Raw. So it's just great dynamic there. And it's well planned out. I mean, this has got to be Pat Patterson booking, planning of a match. Just so much thought put into it. This is like a pay-per-view style written match. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge spot. And, you know, obviously for obvious reasons, the crowd's loving it. So an already great crowd has gotten even greater just off this one spot. So Austin struggles. Um, it clearly looks at, like Vince is at ringside. It's going to pull Hebner out of the ring as he's just kind of waiting. You know, Vince is like a like a rattlesnake on the outside, waiting to strike at any moment to kind of help his own rattlesnake. In the ring. Mm-hmm. So Austin counters and reapplies the sharpshooter. The crowd boos. Uh, Benoit gets to the ropes. Austin pulls him back to the center of the ring, and Benoit reverses. Um, but you know. It is kind of getting redundant here with them just kind of like swapping the uh, yeah. That's how I felt too. each other's move. I, I felt that too. I was feeling the same. Like ah, everything's going back and forth over and over yeah. again. They're beating a dead horse. But uh, Austin finally breaks free. Benoit pounds away on Austin's back. Austin hits a mule kick and mocks Benoit with his finisher taunt, which is you know, what he was doing. You know that little like jumping fit he does where he kind of like that crosses his arm like an X. Yeah, before he attempts the flying headbutt. Um. So now you have um, Stone Cold climbing to the top rope. He's going to try a flying headbutt of his own, but Benoit stops Austin with a series of punches, then hits him with a massive uh, superplex from the top rope. So you have Benoit superplexing Austin here from the tippity top rope at the one hour and 22 minute and 40 second mark. If you want to check out that spot, it is a good one. Um, so from there, Benoit tries to reapply the cross face, but Austin easily gets himself to the ropes. Thankfully, we're not going to see a million reversals there. So, um, you know, they make their way outside, outside the ring. Um, Austin hits a flapjack suplex on Benoit onto the announce table, which uh, this is a big spot because um, I feel like the way Benoit takes this bump um, and the way, like, the, the wrap on his ribs kind of seems to get loose and, rare, you know, break off almost, um, I think it just does a good job of selling the injury. Yeah. Just that little shit in a match does a great job. Like when he lands and hits the ground, it, it looks vicious. Like it looks like Oh yeah, it looks brutal. He really fucked his ribs up. Um so they battle quickly and Austin hits it again, but this time it looks a lot worse. Benoit takes an awful fall and it looks like he kind of lands right on the side of his head. Um uh, not a good bump. Very, very bad bump, I would say. Um and I think some of that had to do with either Austin tripped or his knee kind of gave out because even if he does it kind of acts like he kind of nurses his knee quickly or he's just using that escape goes to why he kind of fucked up and now he feels bad that he just dropped yeah when on I, his head yeah when i saw your notes i was like shit i gotta go back and look at that now yeah it's yeah bad. it might have happened um, yeah. so obviously i think it's clear that it's bad because the match kind of comes to a little bit of a stall um as it looks like they're trying to give benoit time to get back up um or they could just really be selling the injury that headshot they knew was a little rough. Um, and I think Austin knew it too. 
But uh, anyhow, Austin taunts the crowd a couple more times. He chokes Benoit. Benoit, um, and I think you thought Mike probably more so to just check on him. Yeah, when when he goes to choke, when he goes to choke him, it seems like, hey, are you all right? Hey, are you all right? Yeah, yeah. And okay, I go back. Sorry, dude. Go your fucking yeah. Gear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Austin grabs Benoit by the tape of his ribs and throws him into the steel's steel tap steps twice. So um, huge Austin Chuck uh, Austin sucks chance from the Edmonton crowd. Um, so now we're going to move on to the finish of the match. Austin has the advantage in the ring. Vince is clapping, happy, and smiling about the crowd being so mad. I know Vince loves when people are miserable, so this is <laughs> right into his ego. Um, in addition, um, you know, Mike Holt seems to think that Austin is feeding off the hate in this crowd, which I truly believe it. Yeah. Um, That's what we've Austin been saying. type of guy, yeah, that can turn the, you know, feed off that, get stronger off the hate, so. Um, Austin shoves the belt in Benoit's face in the corner of the ring. So he's basically kind of mocking him and kind of toying with Benoit. Kind of pathetic. Benoit looks pathetic here. He probably feels pathetic too. <laughs> Austin's in his face. You see this? You see this? You know, pointing at the belt. Pretty much alluding to like, you're never going to get this. So Benoit fights back. But Austin hits a massive spine buster for a two count. Another rough bump. Um, and then Austin puts on the Boston Crab. Vince is screaming at Benoit to give up. Um, Vince still being like a nuisance from the outside. Austin slaps Benoit in the back of the head in the corner of the ring, which is probably as disrespectful as it can get. Like getting smacked and like thrown around just like your little bitch is pretty degrading. But, uh, you know, Benoit's not done. You know, all the humility, you know, the, the shit he's got to deal with here. Benoit starts the battle back. Um, Austin goes for a stunner, but Benoit counters it and hits Austin with not one, not two, not three, as Taz like to calls the hat trick of German <laughs> suplexes, but fucking ten German suplexes, oh. which is wild because these guys have taken some big bumps. They're probably fucking winded. And, it, you know, as much as Benoit gets credit for these ten suplexes, Austin has to be on board to help him do this. So this is just like a perfect, 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 you know, um, Get- synergy between the two in the ring. Yeah, to have that much energy to do that many bumps back in yeah. Oh my god! So I I thought it was a little too much because of so many spots that we've seen that were just back to back to back, like cripple cross phase, grab the ropes, cripple cross phase, grab the ropes, back again, back again. Like so many of those yeah. spots were just over and over again. So when we got to this spot with the German suplexes, like ah oh, shit, here we go again. But the crowd loved it. Crowd was all about it because it is hometown. It's Edmonton, and they want Benoit to win that title, so they're fucking pumped for it. So regardless yeah, of I what think, I think, I love too. they're they're pumped for it. Uh, I think I was more so like, ah, what the fuck? Because I was taking notes and I wanted the match to end <laughs> so it can be done. <laughs> but no, it was fucking. In hindsight, yeah, it's fucking great, great spot. Yeah, so um, Special Enforcer Vince McMahon gets up on the ring apron. Benoit pushes Austin into McMahon, knocking him off the apron. Um, and then Benoit, again, for what feels like the millionth time, reapplies the crossface here. McMahon slides in with the steel chair. He punches Joe Hebner, grabs the steel chair. McMahon goes to hit Benoit. Benoit kicks McMahon in the nuts. Benoit hits McMahon with the steel <laughs> chair eight times. Pretty hard, too, and it seems like Vince is enjoying it or egging him on to hit him more low-key just from you know the body language you can ah, see I didn't of, pick uh, that up smell he's taking <laughs> the shots like really hey sell it sell it like i can still take more it's getting a bonus um 
Yeah, and then there's one solid shot to the head. So another headshot damage here, but not Benoit this time, but Vince, who he, I'm sure he probably has issues at his age now from some of these shots. Yeah. But, uh, so Benoit has bent the chair, but in turning his attention on Vince McMahon, he's forgot about Stone Cold Steve Austin. So around the one hour, 31 minute, 38 second mark, Austin sneaks up from behind and rolls up and pulls the tights of Benoit to retain the championship like a true heel. Um, nice sneaky finish. Uh, great match. And um, yeah, Austin sneaks out another one against Benoit. Um, I mean, it's pretty clear that Benoit is in the same league as Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I guess that's a plus here from a booking perspective and growing another star. Um, and, you know, Benoit gets a huge rub here, even though it's, in two losses, it's pretty clear that he can beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, um, yeah, two excellent matches between the two, back-to-back nights. Uh, really not much more you could ask for. Probably the best run-up TV matches back-to-back that um, Austin's had, in my opinion. I mean, these these, these matches are low-key. Probably you could argue in his top ten matches of all time if you really just want to go. Oh, my God. Match. Like, yeah. At least one of them. Like, maybe not both. That's a hell of a statement. Now, both of these, I think you could get at least one of these two in there. Yeah, both of these matches, are a solid, solid TV yeah. matches for sure. You know, just like you said, the run of these matches, holy shit! You know, yeah, you so, know, I mean, and that, that's why it's a fiery, right? As we had in here, the King of the Ring, right? And that's why we've gone so long is because these matches were so great. The tag team title match, the two Chris Benoit matches, you know, good shit heading forward. And like you said, JV, the King of the Ring, and that's what we're going to be heading to. Next week, as we move on to June, in the in the next two weeks, and King of the Ring will be in the third week, so we're going to be building up to King of the Ring, and that's going to be a hell of a show. So we'll get back to you guys next week with episode 86, and we're going to be taking a break right now. We're going to skip the good, bad, and ugly this week, and we're going to be back with the bottom line roundup. And the reason why we're skipping the Good, bad, and ugly is because there wasn't a whole lot of good, bad, and ugly this week, but we did go heavy on this so we could just give you all this Chris Benoit, Stone Cold action. So we'll be right back with the bottom line wrap up. All right, we're back now for the bottom line wrap-up, and we'll start off with the house show rundown, and we actually do have a house show rundown this time. There's three shows. There's a show from May 26th and May 27th, and they're coming from Salt Lake City and Vancouver, British Columbia, and it is Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho defeating Steve Austin, teaming up with William Regal for the tag team titles. So... What a tag team match there is there. So there's no more Triple H, so Austin's teaming up with Regal. And Benoit pins Austin after Jericho hits Austin with tag team title belts. That happens on both shows. But then on June 3rd, 2001, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, which is Chris Jericho's hometown, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to defend against Chris Jericho and pin Chris Jericho. After William Regal hits Jericho with a chair. 
They love to do that. They love to let the hometown guy lose in their hometown. As we just talked about with Benoit losing <laughs> in his hometown, Chris Jericho took the loss days later on June 3rd. So from there we now, we move on to our Oh Hell Yeah moment of the week. Oh, yeah. JV, what do you got for our Oh Hell Yeah moment of the week? Um, My Oh Hell Yeah moment, this was a tough one. So I'm, I'm not going to pick one or the other because I think they're both equally good. But the matches between the two, the two singles matches between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Chris Benoit. All right, well, I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> it is. Uh, I will make a little separation. So I did have Stone Cold versus Benoit matches on Raw and SmackDown as my oh, hell yeah. But since you couldn't decide between the two, I'm going to go with the SmackDown match as being the better of the two. You know, the hometown crowd, the finish was better than the Calgary screw job finish. This match really showed that Benoit could be Austin. So I'll go with that. Oh, hell yeah. So let's move on now to our oh, hell no moment of the week. Oh, hell no. All right, JV, what do you got for our oh, hell no moment of the week? Huh. Well, this was a tough one. Because I guess the hell no. It's not a lot of hell no. I guess some hell no's. I'm gonna say just in, it's a hell no, but Triple H hurting himself because that really sucks. That's a tough injury for him to have to go through. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, that man. I know it's not in the perfect context of how we're supposed to use hell no, but no, it's it's Austin related. It's part of the two man power trip. It kind of sucked because it deteared, and I think kind of. Sc- really hurt and is, you know, kind of like a, a dark shadow over the Austin heel run. Right. It changes the entire angle. So yeah, it's just, it just ruins what we've been, <laughs> what we've been going with for a while. It's like, ah, shit. It sets us back. And that changes the future for all of 2001. So that is definitely a no hell no. And I hate to do it, but I'm going to fucking piggyback on you and just go with that. It's oh hell no. So for both oh hell yeah and oh hell no, yeah, we're on the same page, and that's why we do a podcast together. So there it is. That's the oh hell no moment of the week. And what we're coming up next week on the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast is episode 86. And like I said earlier, we're going into June, finally. I felt like we took a long fucking time in May, <laughs> but you know we'll try to get back on track with trying to get through these months on more regular pace. But you know May took like an actual month or over a month yeah. to do. <laughs> but we'll try to get through uh, most of June on our next episode, leading up to King of the Ring. So that's episode eighty-six, and hope to do June fourth through June fourteenth. All right, now. Here's what's going on with our podcast pals, Talking Taker, at Talking Taker, Alex Dario, Travis White. They are covering Hell in a Cell 2010, and it's The Undertaker versus Kane in Hell in a Cell match from October 2010. So check them out. They're on Twitter, at Talking Taker. Also check out Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where they are covering episodes of 
National Wrestling Alliance's World Championship Wrestling Saturday nights. And this week, they are covering April 22nd, 1989. They've been doing it since 1985. So check them out. Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Also check out Joe Morata and Michael Quinn on our Vantage Point. This week is a special season break episode. And they are doing a live review of WWF Madison Square Garden from September 21st, 1987. And they also have a live video commentary version of this on YouTube. So check out their YouTube channel and you can watch their commentary along with the video footage of that MSG show from September 21st, 1987. Also check out our friend Jay Free on Free Your Geek. And he currently has up episode 93, The Umbrella Avengers. So check out this podcast about pop culture, movies, TV, and comics. Great show. Great host. Check it out for you, geek. And also check out JV and I's other show that we do with Booking the Territory on their Patreon feed on the $5 tier, Booking the Territory at patreon.com. Go there, subscribe, check it out for $5 a month. And this week on our extreme ECW live cast show that we do there, it is the Hostile City Showdown. Our Supercut Special Number 5 from June 24th, 1994. That's available now. We do those shows every two weeks. So that's available. So that's for our plugs. Thanks, guys, for listening. As always, we'll be back next week, episode 86. I'm Mike Pru. JV has no words to say. I can guarantee it. <laughs> so long. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and stand back. And that's the bottom line. And as far as I'm concerned, this is over with, so get the hell out of here. And now, performing our next nominated tune is a man who has repeatedly proven that he cannot talk. And who tonight will prove that he can't sing either. Vince McMahon performing, and I believe this is good advice for all of you here and at home to put your fingers up your ears and stand back, Vince McMahon.